0: So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This is Matthew Bailey, alongside with the Crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And special guests, CeCe Lilford.
1: Live long and prosper, everybody.
0: And Tracy Hutchins.
1: Vengeance!
0: <laughs> and this is another episode of BBB Radio. Yes, yes, and we will talk about some some venture stuff in a bit, <sighs> right? So um yeah, uh yes anytime it's recording here, man, DC fandom. Um sec, second second right. second annual D C fandom took place, man. Um in this case it didn't take half a day, like the, no, not half a day. The last one was about um about eight because hours, hours. it started yeah, it from one, one and it wrapped up nine o'clock.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but TV this one was just... All that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah but this one was was forced. yeah, that's that's a good point on Tracy because they they touch on a lot of like TV stuff just a ridiculous amount, right? And this in this year too, um as well, they did the same thing, but not as much. It was more about shoes that were wrapping up, shoes that are uh, being renewed and you know new shoes that were coming out as well, right. Yeah. right so mm-hmm. yes we will be covering you know highlights from yes dc fandom but we also have a few movies to talk about right so um in my case i will talk about halloween kills this is the long-awaited quote-unquote sequel to the 2018 soft reboot slash sequel of the iconic uh 1978 um, horror film horror film sorry uh halloween right ricardo um m- m- much to my surprise checked out Shang Chi, which was a show that I was <laughs> dying to see before, you know, at, at the moment when I heard that cinemas was going to be reopened and sure, right. But um I kinda just decided, you know what, I'll just hold out until Disney Day, Disney Plus Day come um, on November the twelfth and I'll right. watch it then, right? And then of course it'd have eternals coming up in like what, two weeks, three weeks. So I can at least get that that Marvel experience there, right? But yeah, you you checked it out. So, you know, if you do um, you know, when we come to that point, you could just do like a, a quick review of that, right? Sure, um and much to my surprise again you took in no time to die as well um I actually checked it out as well too so you know we' we'll, we'll give our honest opinion on the show though but we'll keep it spoiler free because I know there's a lot of people who haven't seen the show some people just aren't gonna take that risk to even go to the big screen to see it anyway so you know we just kind of keep things you know level and spoiler free right
1: you have people, Speaking my. of
0: Bond, just to close things off, yes, just like you see, right. So that's to close things off now. Uh, we will continue the best and worst of the Bond special, but in this case, we're going to be talking about Daniel Craig, right? So we will kick off with not so much our favorite Bond teams, um, from from his from his um series because it's just five films, right? So basically, what we're going to do is just rank each, sorry, just rank all of these um teams, all these teams. Oh, sorry, from top favorite to least favorite and we will close off with our picks for our individual picks for best and worst daniel craig bond film which also includes you know no time to die right so before we begin man um ricardo you you took in season well i should say season two of um the lower decks wrapped mm-hmm. up yeah didn't even know that until you mentioned it to me literally today so yeah uh ricardo take it away how how was season two or what was about
3: yeah, uh, it was excellent. Um, basically, how to describe it. So season one relied on a lot of jokes and references. This one doesn't do that. It it now kind of coming into it's own, its own Star Trek show. And to just recap quickly, what the Lower X is about is basically following the lower like lower members of our Starfleet ship. This in the case, in this case, a California class ship called the Cerritos. Um, following uh, main main characters Ensign Manor and Ensign Boimler, and basically it's it's based off of a TNG episode, mostly called The Lower Decks, and that's the entire premise, seeing, you know, a federation ship from the perspective of the Ensigns, and that's it, a lot of jokes, a lot of observational humor, a lot of, like, references, stuff, and, you know, last time with season one, the the running joke was, um, well, you know, let's make, fun of TNG and you know it's loosely based off Mike McMahon's Twitter account, um TNG season eight. That's pretty much it. And it's just a bunch of great bits and jokes and what if you could do with that as it is and accept it as it is. And basically this season doesn't really rely on those jokes as much, right? It it what it does, it builds from the follow-up of the end of season one, which is um Boimler leaving the ship to go work on Riker's ship, right? Because Riker's a captain of a ship now um and something happens at the beginning of the season that addresses why why Boimler comes back um, to the Cerritos. and it's pretty clever and funny if you know the reference. It's it's quite good. And then they build from there um, with uh, basically something along the lines of a secret conspiracy involving the Parklins, who was the main antagonist of season one. And to to describe this season effectively, it's uh, uh they have a true line, a big true line with this secret Parklin thing like the packlets have a plan but we're not sure why and how and because the big thing is that the packlets kind of dumb so like who, why are the packlets so smart all of a sudden so they have somebody pulling these strings with the packlets and they pay that off at the end of the season and then mm. what they do with it is what they do with, with this season now they just tell a bunch of great great stories and you don't really they don't really rely on Trek nerd jokes anymore like it's not as, it's its own show at this point. They still rely on jokes, you know, if you know what to look for. They more rely on general humor. They do a lot of other pop culture references. Like there's a whole, um, Blues Brothers reference in an episode, for example. Oh, serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by, by the you're, way, you're, which
0: is still one of my all-time favorite um, yeah. musical comedies. Huh?
3: Yeah. you'll you'll know it immediately when you see it. Like, um, when you when you see the episode, it's like, yeah, there's Blues Brothers. Um, they, they they make a bunch of like cool callbacks to characters. So, like, um, Commander Shelby makes an appearance. It's a short, small appearance. And um, I forget the ensign's name. She was an ensign in TNG, but she's a captain now, and she will she showed up in the final episode. Um, I think Ma- Marina something. I forget the name and yeah they, they just do all of this stuff and then they finally do something that was teased from since the early days of tng cetacean ups if you know what that is it's hilarious and they actually paid off in the final episode of this this season um yeah mostly it's about character growth though like um you know Mariner is a character who she's very closed off and, and very alienating for many reasons and they address that and then boimler he has to he's kind of he was kind of wimpy and not really that um take charge and they had him take charge a lot they have um, Ensign Tendi, she's the medical officer. She, again, kind of mousy and already taking charge in her own way in terms of command and decision-making, and that is addressed. And then uh, my favorite, one of my favorite characters, or my favorite character personally, Rutherford, he's the engineer, uh, he has a whole, like, secret subplot that was revealed at the end of the season. But his big subplot at the end of season one, which is he lost a little of his memory, and then because of the loss of his memory, especially of his best friend Tendi, he keeps backing up the, the files on his, on his little mental... Um, his little side, little IP thing, his little um cybernetic implant, and he has to kind of dump it at the end of the episode as, as he as the big conceit. But when he does it, something happens, and it's it's a really interesting plot reveal that'll hopefully be revealed, and um, be resolved in season three. I'm actually really excited to see what they're going to do with that. Uh, the big standout, however, is a new character called Talin that was introduced in the second to last episode of this season. So. This episode called not, i not I don't know my Klingon, so apologies to Klingons, Klingon fans out there. The episode is called Vizduj, and it it roughly translates to Lower Decks in in Klingon. This episode is brilliant. Like what it does, it's basically showing the Lower Decks from the perspective of uh, the Cerritos, the, the Federation. Um, it goes to the Vulcans and then has a, a plot a plot of showing the Lower Decks on a Klingon ship, and all three of these stories oh into God. All three of these stories intersect into one plot, and it it, it kind of it supposedly like resolves the Parklet plot, but that's not what happens. Like at the, in the next episode, they address oh shit, the Parklet plot's still going on, and it's such a great like misdirection of what they do with it. It's a very clever episode. Um, go a, anyway. Um, what this season does, I can't say in good conscience. I liked it more than season one, but here's the thing: the reason I like season one, you know, it's one of those things that when you you get some, something blow your way. And then the other thing, the sequel to it is not as mind-blowing, but it's better in every way. It's that. That's basically what's happening. It's, I don't right, think it's right. as good as season one, but because season one so leans into the humor... And it catch you off guard. That's why season one kind of blow your mind a little bit. But no, season two is better in almost every way, to be killer. Um, it it, it start telling your own story, they're building their own narratives and making it work. And it it as I say, in a sense, because season one was using Trek references, and you know, the joke I made was it's it's the it's a track forum gone sentient. Um, because it doesn't do that as much, it actually is more solid storytelling overall and character work. And it's in my opinion, a better season in that sense, right? Um, but I could understand if you like. like it. Sorry, go ahead. So, um,
1: well, I feel like. Well, yeah, well, like, even like, because I haven't seen it, but like, I always watch, like, people talk about it a lot on the internet, and I always see, like, some of the references people, like, talk about them making always throw me off. Like, someone's pointed, right. like, multiple nods to the animated series, which is right. such an absolute deep cut. I'm always throwing it off. Like, I'm like, wait, that, yeah, yeah, they, went, they went that deep? Like, what? yeah, the show listen, Mike McMahon and, the,
3: and the, the the people who write in this stuff, they, they know this shit. Like, let's be clear about that. And them men, they know Trek. Like, you you can't out trek them nudes. Them is some trek nudes, but that is a kind of a a, a crux, right? If, if, if you're too much of a fan, right? See Warcraft, right? Um you know, if you're too much of a fan, that could hurt it. And and I do think you know it does hurt the humor, like a big who's a big trek most person online he absolutely hates the show and i totally understand where you're coming from right um this is um, a guy called treks Expertise. he gave a very negative review to the show um in the first season um, and I, uh, I,
0: quick 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 uh, quick question sorry does, does he yeah. have like a youtube channel or some video that I could yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah, great YouTube right. channel. I'm um, track expertise. Um, really, really one of my favorite track channels out there. He's hardly do stuff, but when he does stuff, it's some like really good, high quality, good analysis content on track. Um, but yeah, he, he gave a very negative review of the show, and I totally understand where he's coming from. Because, yeah, let's admit it, it is the track forum gone sentient. You know, right. it's for track nerds like me who constantly making, you know, um O'Connor jokes and all kind of bullshit like that. No, like, yeah, no, how many people are gonna remember O'Connor? Hardly anybody remembers O'Connor, but O'Connor was hilarious if you had track nerd. Um, and stuff like that, right? And season one, season one, heavily relied on that. While season two tells its own stories, it does its own thing and builds itself. It's still funny, but not as funny in that sense. So it's not that internet, you know, inside baseball funny, right? It's it, it's just just much more accessible, and I, I think it's a it's overall a better show for that, in my opinion. Um, written uh, about the same as last season. I love last season. I, I remember giving it what a nine out of ten. I'll also yeah, give this yeah. one a 9 out of 10. Just as good as, as the last season. It nice. does its own thing, but it's a different show. Um, but I I, I really dug it for what it is. Um, Yeah, 9 out of 10.
0: All right, so all I just need to do is just wrap up the um, TOS, and then I could, um, you know, <laughs> jump into TNG and all these other things, and Yeah, yeah, yeah you,
3: have, you have 800 episodes of Star Trek in total. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's how much Star Trek is in total.
1: Yes. I, like a little over wow. 800 episodes. I, st- like, I still need to... Re- I still need to wrap um, DS nine and then watch the other five seasons of Voyager and Enterprise. right six seasons. I of think Voyager. All no them. seven seasons of Voyager. Voyager had seven seasons. Yeah, I've yeah, seen. it. Yeah. oh yeah, watch. Okay, yeah, watch out too. Okay, sorry about
0: that. Yeah, but 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 I I have watched out um, Star Trek Discovery so far, and the third season was was what Walt me to the point of yeah yeah I really need to like jump into this whole Star Trek world, right? right? And, and yeah. before I forget, I think it's next month, if I'm not mistaken. You can tell me if I'm wrong, Ricardo. Uh, season four, right?
3: Yes. Um, so yes. yes. coming. Really oh, so, so discovery, discovery, show that I it's 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 unfortunately still suffering from the JJ stuff, like the a lot of the mystery box stuff, and it it's you know designing itself to be more a butts and seats kind of show. But I, I dig discovery for what it is, and you know, some of the, the bigger weirder ideas is coming from that show, and I, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for season four. You know, Captain Burnham now. You know, she she think I'm already feeling the new outfits, but whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I hear listen, you. that's more more outfits for me to you know go and buy and wear. Yeah. So, <laughs> <this is fun. laughs> yeah. The only the only Star Trek that I haven't really gotten into, to be honest with you, was that Scott Beluka Enterprise Bacula. Yeah, but Enterprise. You know, no.
3: uh, so, Enterprise is is Enterprise is a solid show on its own right, uh, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'll tell you exactly the mistake they made with it, mm. and it's something called the temporal cold war. Which is yeah. a great idea. It's a great idea that Berman and Brega could not handle. It was too many right. plates for them to spin, and all those plates fell down. And the finale to that arc is so stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but then when the show when the show like got over that, it became right. a really solid. So like season three and four is solid, solid stuff. yeah, season well, season go. four in particular. Season four was great. Like I it's a shame that the show got cancelled because I, I really sure the, the show was really going into it its own in season four in particular. I didn't even know
2: it reached that far. I should tell you how sad I am without his concern. It's like, okay, I have to go back now and four seasons. That's kind of a
1: shame actually.
2: That's kind of a shame, but
1: yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, that's the curse of Star Trek, I feel like. Like I was revisiting someone who was talking about how the first two seasons of next generation are rough. But like terrible. (laughs) <laughs> but, like, unlike Enterprise, the show was given the time to find its footing and, like, get right. good and then, right. like, was allowed to run its course. Yeah.
3: Well, Enterprise Enterprise also had the very, very incredible bad luck of happening right after 9-11. That yeah. Is, oh, I, yeah. Would, I would always argue that is a huge factor as to why Enterprise failed. Because it was awesome? a different world, like, how TV and what was being watched yeah. at the time. And, yeah. yeah, it was kind of shocking that our Star Trek show got cancelled. Like, wow, they actually cancelled our Star Trek show, George? Like, what well, kind of shocking, joke.
1: Yeah, it was kind of the end of an era, really. Like, yeah, exactly. Because right. that, that was around the time that Nemesis also came out, right? Like around Right. The and, the that oh. yeah, that, and that was a disaster.
0: Yeah, that's the one of of movie that I refused to watch because Ricardo yeah. told me millions yeah, of no, times no. how bad it was. <laughs>
3: no, no, <laughs> it, it was it, it's a movie that just... I, 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 I remember I was in theaters watching that. Like, I can't believe what going on on screen. Like, who right. green like this nonsense? You serious? Like, whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Lord, well, that's good, so
0: moving on nice 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 all right so let's talk about dc fandom boy 2021 so what i was doing right uh i actually (laughs) actually had like i'll just watch it off of my laptop right off of the off of the um um dc uh the, website, the actual
2: fan oh, oh no no I,
0: I didn't watch it off of fandom i watch it i didn't watch it on the website so i watched it off of um, youtube right but right. Why, hmm. why, why i stumbled a little bit because i believe both um uh, sorry dc warner brothers and hbo max were running the same live stream at the same time if i'm not mistaken okay yeah,
1: they were i i yeah. thought that like after after because unfortunately um, DC fandom happened while I was on my shift and my shift was like eight hours. So I missed it twice. But then so, but thankfully um, they had on both their YouTube and HBO and Warner Brothers, like they're saying, they had uploaded the full stream. So I, um, yes. I, I ended up watching it after the fact, which was quite nice because I got to fast right. forward through a lot of the television stuff that I'm less familiar with. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I only I was only hyped for one thing and
3: that is young justice is back. That yes like,
0: it is yes it is I was like, we, we're going to talk about said, those those um say, well the those two episodes that, that came out
3: they say streaming now on hbo max like hell yes reach out yeah. one <laughs> time on, <laughs> episode one. on hbo max from i understand it's only episode one but i don't know if i don't know where to see this, yes. second, this second one
2: the second one is, is officially there now um oh, yeah, so yeah. i kind of like i, 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 I kind of have them queued but I, will, I I didn't get a chance to check
3: it yeah. out yes I, I only saw episode one because i only saw that one there but um okay okay, so okay. This, well, well just, when I'll we, when we get
0: to the young justice stuff basically we will just just like a brief run through of like what the the, the premise is so you know right. we don't have to go deep into season two uh, sorry episode two we just kind of t- talk about what we talked about the first episode and where we think it's going to go from there right so i right. will make my uh, make an effort not to spoil episode two right yeah so point is while while i was running this thing on my laptop i i had my evernote on my phone yes i use evernote right so i was just like taking out notes yes yeah yeah yeah, i i I was recommending that from workman and now it's uh now it's a good note you know uh yeah yeah right but yeah point is i was just taking out notes one announcement at a time right well this is stuff that, that clicked to me right so i am pretty much going to run this down in chronological order so you all know what's going to come last right so <laughs> <laughs> yep, we do right yeah so so point is guys y'all, y'all could kind of interject and say oh you forgot this so you forgot about that right but i just mm-hmm. wrote down what what stood out to me right hence right. highlights so yeah, Black Adam. We um, we 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 got a, a sneak peek, if you will. Yeah, that's finally. what they keep calling. Finally, Listen,
3: um, looks... has been they've been hyping Rockers as Black Adam since before the MCU has existed. Yeah, yeah. that's I why mean, know, is it's kind of shocking, It's Kind of shocking, yeah. off-sticking. Like, I don't know what they're doing or if they. But we anyway, we finally get something.
0: Like wow, yeah, yeah, cause right now he's saying that he's still working in posts, he's still doing stuff, but like I follow him, as follow the rock yeah. on, on IG because why not, right? And you know he was saying yeah, everything wrapped up, right? <laughs> yeah, um, right. but yeah, yeah, what we see here, I mean, it's 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 your basic oh, who's the who's the hooded you know character who's basically right. killing people literally Whole a man, like squeeze that um choke a guy out and then you know like lightning and literally guy yeah yeah we, like, you, smell, you, know. you
3: smell you smell what the rock is cooking
0: yeah 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 <laughs> we, 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 we smell that we smell that yeah Apparently. but it, it is very very effective though um what i would say though i mean like i say it's, it's effective it doesn't show you too much though but it's enough for you to be like all right now now we should be scared of this guy because i think right. above everything else that's what the sneak peek does it uh, it tells right. you yeah, you should be scared of this Black Adam character But yeah, yeah anything else you all want to weigh in Oh, I forgot to mention to Release date 29 July
3: 2022 I'm right. ready, okay. Okay. Right. I'm, ready. My- oh, yeah. I'm not Sorry, go ahead
2: yeah, no, finish, and then I'll, I'll jump in after. Yeah, no,
3: like uh, for me, I uh, there's a character that I'm not too hyped over because, like, it, like personally, I'm not a big fan of him. He just like a good counter to Superman, and his purpose is just, oh, why does he need Shazam? Is because Superman can't beat him because Superman. Um, is vulnerable to magic like that. I always felt that that was his purpose, and like their stories on its own is not that interesting. But I saw like they got the, I forget the actor's name, but um, he was in Star Trek and and that episode of uh, Black Mirror, um, he's Carter Hall, right? Playing right. Playing oh Hawk yes, Man. that
0: guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
3: Hawkman. I forget his name is Al something something. I, I, it, not I don't it Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that dude, I was like, oh, he's Hawkman. All right, cool. Like, uh, and he looking okay in the in the little little picture. So I was like, All right, they're, they're looking okay. Um, so if if he in it and it's him and they're doing something with that and telling its own story, then all right, fine. But to me, he should have been a, a, like a villain in like maybe another movie. Like I remember my my fan nerdy write-up of what the a DCU should be, and I, I had him showing up in Suicide Squad, like as a as a villain or something like that. Like, you know, okay. they accidentally released him or something like that. No. Um whatever. But my point is, I felt he should have been he should have shown up earlier, you know, as a side character in somebody else's movie, and then, you know. But he getting his own movie, and I'm only really sure he can hype this. And look, I like The Rock, but he kind of getting a little over oversaturated. Like, just admit that, right? Like, so like, I'm not sure if that will work. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely worried for this movie. Because the feeling, this feeling like a flop. I'm saying yeah. it now. Well, well, well I would just say one, I one thing. I do, like,
0: like, like, I, like, I do hope that he learns his lesson from both The Mummy Returns and Hercules in terms of this well, yeah, Lateral life. You no, know, but I'm studying.
3: as the more, more the recent rock stuff now. That I'm not sure if it did all that well. Like that, that movie they did with um with the boat thing. Or, or Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. Jungle Cruise
2: did, that did well. Did financially well. They're going and get ready to do a sequel to Jungle Cruise. Okay. Um, so that that's a thing. Um, and, where, yeah. I, and again, Adam. and again, I vibe
3: from this. Like and again, and again, I vibe that is gonna like. I'm not hype for this. I'm not sure what's going on. But look, rock is still a big name. He could still pull the numbers or not. You know, as I say, I want to be wrong, but I don't know. Something about it's just not really gelling for me because it, it take it is one of those projects that take so long. Mm-hmm, and yeah. that is that's an immediate red flag for me. Like There's other... when something takes that long in terms of right. developmental, uh, developmental oh, production yeah. and, and ways called it developmental hell whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah development. That's,
3: that's where again you feeling feeling from like by the time it comes out, it'll be like Ugh. you know, it, well, say it's <clears> gonna be like the, it's 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 a black widow kind of vibe, like it should have come out earlier and right. it's gonna fall flat that is my feeling right that's my gut feeling could be that I, but, yeah, go ahead. yeah well
1: like i know i know that like in answer to the like this this took too long it's it's also literally kind of a black widow situation where like because i know that what happened is the rock the rock has kind of been camping on like you said the rock has been camping on this character since before the mcu because he was like i really want to do this i want it, it's kind of like the ryan reynolds deadpool situation right but right. like what's been going on is dc haven't been able to make up their mind so like the, the whole time dc has been doing their whole thing in the background has been black has been dwayne the rock johnson with an endless revolving door of writers and directors trying to get like some kind of pitch for like how to do this movie and like what to do whatever and then like and like it's it, it's a little bit there's another there's another dc whom we're going to talk about later that feels very similar where like it's been in development hell for so long that i'm surprised to see it done and i do wonder about it for me right. i'm hyped that i'm hyped about the justice society as well like for me okay. so that yeah for me if you're going to do like because like the whole like, like one of the johnson's big pitches for this movie is that like black adam is an anti-hero and he's like he's not like entirely a good guy but he's not also like a villain and so right. like having like an anti-hero superhero go up against a group of like superheroes like the justice justice society is like a really cool pitch, and I'm I'm very excited to see, especially since like some of, some of the like teases of the costumes and set design, especially for the Justice Society, look like really, um, appropriately like kind of golden age, like some of like the right. costumes and everything. Like, yeah. really, like, and I always but, love DC. Happy. You, hmm?
3: Yeah, go ahead. No, so, um, to me, once you did, you, once you're doing it like Stargill, I'm happy once, yes. you, once you get that aesthetic because Stargill is a solid shoe. I don't love it, love it solid show do yeah like, it's good it's solid good it's look good, yeah. solid look i haven't
0: started season two as yet but
3: no work, solid look and aesthetic and to me once you have something like that you're good and yeah so far we're well, seeing as you say yeah seeing that too yeah sorry go ahead
1: but no it's it's like i'm i'm and especially especially i, I feel like that contrast is going to be like really interesting and like i'm hoping i mean I, it's one of those movies that i'm i'm Feel like I'm probably going to enjoy I have no idea whether it's going to vibe with the general population though like that like I I'm nerdy enough the idea of like a superhero period piece bringing in the Justice Society and magic and all this other stuff all sounds like really really cool it's the kind of thing that I I love in a comic book movie but right. I have no idea whether as you're saying like whether or not it's going to like land with general audiences at this point like it's up it's up and I don't know if I'm if I think it's going to flop but I definitely have no idea how it's going to go at this point i think
0: Mm -hmm. same here too uh tracy anything you want to weigh in on on that black adam uh uh, sneak peek
2: well okay i'm i'm going a slightly different piece here my thing was and i do agree with with ricardo in terms of the mummy thing like i have three three pieces of notes here one is um the mummy reboot and I mean right. that um, that that Tom Cruise thing right. where the try oh, yeah to wait, with that
0: one <laughs> with that one good scene with that was it.
2: <laughs> I, I, I that was one of the first thoughts. Then when you see him ascend, when when he when he starts to levitate, I was like, okay, if you're going to do an evil Superman movie or you know that kind of thing, this feels closer to that. Um, I do agree with you. Like at, at the end of Shazam, because I know he he's always been annoyed with the sorcerer. For choosing a, a child, um, even though you know, for all intents and purposes, I think you know, when when Black Adam was in slavery, um, enslaved and all this kind of stuff, the, the 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 Wizard actually chose him to, you know, do stuff, and then the Wizard regret his decision, but by that time he already had all his powers, so he's right. a guy who, you know, at the end of Shazam, I was like, because okay, so we 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 got the Doctor, I was expecting it to be and on you know, like some sort of unraveling takes place and it wakes up Black Adam, but he was not in that. So I said, well, okay well, whatever happens, I actually am looking forward to this Black Adam movie. But I have to tell you, I am looking forward to putting on uh, Dr. Fate costume and going to IMAX because Dr. Fate for me is like Dr. Fate. When Doctor Fate for me is one of those characters. Like I have Green Lantern, I have yeah, my Green Lantern great. rings and all that kind of stuff, and I have this thing with Doctor Fate, where Kent Nelson, even like watching him in Smallville in that costume and seeing how he was there, um, mm. the helmet of Naboo, I, yeah. have been, I have been wanting a helmet of Nabu for years, and I and I remember when Sujahara was involved and in all in in Warner Brothers and all the mess that was going on in there, and seeing doctor strange over at marvel and i said to myself i will never get a dr fate movie lo and behold the justice society is coming up i don't know how they're going to play it in this but lo and behold the justice society shows up and dr fate is front and center and you know groovy ass pierce with his beard yeah Yeah. like you know and i'm like Uh yes so for me it's it's very weird it's like it's kind of like um to see more. It's like that film that we're going to talk about later that has been in development. Hell, there's there's characters around the main character who I am. Deeply more interested in, and so that would probably get me to go and see the movie and be more hyped for the movie. So like even here, I'm interested to see what happens with Dr. Fade and how Dr. Fade interacts with it and how they deal with all of that. Even though it is a Black Adam movie, and I am right. I am I am a a, a fan of Dwayne, um and I I'm glad to see his career being you know like yay, but yeah, um, I really am here for Doctor Fate. That's that's my Black Adam take. Right,
0: right, right, right. Um, as far as Flash, well, this is not going to be the last time we talk about Flash, but um, TV Flash, um, if you all remember, uh, Ricardo and I talked about season seven of Flash didn't care for oof. it at all or sorry i did i did that i I, yeah, I too yeah i did care for it <laughs> all right but yeah a lot of um oof, yeah. yeah a lot of oof right but yeah apparently for the the, the eighth season he's finally getting the gold boots and i, I saw them and i was like well <laughs> <laughs> all right still, yes, still yes. not gonna make me excited to watch season eight of the show but i mean I, gold boots, right?
2: <laughs> my, my whole scene with that whole thing was this and, and and this is one of the one of the downsides i think for like um fandom and stuff where you have to Everybody has to come and and show and talk to the fans and all this kind of stuff, even if they don't really have anything real to say. I for one, dude, so
0: Grant we, Gustin and and um and Candice Patton look like you Candace were forced to be there. Yes, <laughs> he didn't even look like you were to be Candace there. Long yeah. Long.
2: Yeah. Even Tired. Candace still had a little bit of a little bit of pep. Here's <laughs> Tiffany <laughs> Tiffany Candace. Smith who. You know, Tiffany Smith is there and she's talking she's doing that whole host, you know, because Tiffany does host things like that and does this whole excited host and Grant is responding like, real and i'm looking at this yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited and i
0: can't wait for you all to see this thing <laughs> I have no, like, no enthusiasm at all <laughs> I don't like,
2: like, my friend, my friend my friend victoria she has a thing up on, 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 on my friend victoria just put this thing up hashtag free grant because clearly it looks like <laughs> all of them and the problem that i have is that the last three i mean you know lightnings um lightsabers in finale aside, <laughs> three on. episodes, <laughs> three to four episodes of season seven, for me was like, where was this version of the Flash? All yeah. of all of season seven. I like the idea. Bring the kids back. Bring the yeah. fact that you know. Okay, now now you're setting up the idea of. We know that your is going to be back in some variation or the other. Bring all of that back. Where was that for the greater part? Because the whole, the whole, the whole, um, 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 God, what's the, whatever that villain's name is? The point is, I needed better storytelling. So you're telling mm-hmm. me that you're going to give, and I saw a lot of people hyped about it, and yay, you're giving him the gold boots. It's going to be part of the ensemble. Great, glorious. How about you give me a better story? Because. meant to that. I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need it. Nobody
0: cares. That's the problem. Nobody cares. I
2: I feel like maybe they should, maybe, and and I would not be surprised if they decide to do, uh, pull a Stephen, Stephen Amell and them and just say, okay, season eight is going to be the final season, eight or nine, is going to be the final season of The Flash. And if that is the case, then please walk with a band and let's be, you know, cool about it. So that was me with Grant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh well I know this this is like exciting news for CC, um Aquaman by and the Lost Kingdom. We get some okay. nice oh, uh, behind the scenes yeah. footage. Right, so uh, the only the only travel um, 16 december Sorry. Yeah <laughs> 16 December of um twenty twenty two. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but the only drama is is, is at the Oh boy.
0: <laughs> uh, I know, boy. <laughs> I know.
3: Just, just fucking oh, no. Fucking shit.
0: Oh Second. For a second, I thought I did to So like wait, you had to shut up It's like, yeah. "Oh, no, no, it, it's it's." <laughs> <laughs> no
1: <Nah, laughs> boy, <laughs> Pressure, pressure. IRL pressure. No, y'all y'all know me. You know I'm I'm a big Aquaman fan and I am hyped as hell for this new movie like yeah. and I love mm-hmm. the idea that like like, the first movie is great. I think it's, yeah. like, genuine. one it of the is, best It is, it is. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had a ton of fun with it. Yeah. But I, I love that, like, in this video, one, like, one of their pitches for the sequel is, hey, we know that the first Aquaman has maybe, like, some issues with write- the writing, although I will also argue that those issues are not as big as the internet press to pretend they are. But, like... We we acknowledge that there's some issues, and so that's the thing we're like. In addition to all the fun and the action, that's the thing we're going to step up is the story and the storytelling, and like, but like that stuff. And like, I'm I didn't really have a problem with the story in the first film, so right. I had no so like, but like, so imp- improving on something that I already thought was fine is like you know good news for me. And a lot of the production stuff and the costumes and stuff they hinted at all look great. And then there's Amber Heard. <laughs> Yeah, like I, uh, yep. the 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 black sheep. <laughs> yeah, As, black it's little... gonna be a hot minute. It's yes. yeah, so yeah. difficult, and I'm sitting here. It's like, a very bad look. I'm sitting here, like, especially since like. They they did recast Johnny Depp in the third Harry Potter, but they're not recasting Amber Heard for Aquaman two. And I'm like, oh god, oh guys, guys. Mm. Uh, Ed
3: Ruff, Ed Ruff, it, Ed Ruff. You know, did, you know, here's the worst part too. Like, look, I I, I tend to look, I'm I'm in, in my in my morality. I'd like to think I'm more of a you know deontologist over you know utility, right? So like, it's not like Amber Heard is some brigham It's an actress that held the whole thing together. And then we find out that she's true. like she was by far the weakest part of the first film, you know. Like let's let say that they are totally replaced and she had no, no um, no drama behind her. I still want to miss mm-hmm. her. Like I still want to miss her. It was kind of it's kind of ridiculous that she's still on. Like you yes, know, you it's know kinda, I...
2: like, yeah, go ahead. I'm true. Um, no, no, I'm finish your tr- tr- thought. That's fine.
3: Yeah, no, I was like, you know, seriously, like the the one little she was barely hanging on a thread
2: <laughs> as an actress.
3: She was by far the weakest part of that film. She was like, "Um, why is she still here?" It's <laughs> like, "What going on?"
2: Well, uh, Ricardo, You didn't like her eating flowers in Italy. You didn't. You You did oh find that to be, you know. Um, she deep. She, had, she had she had a a dresser jellyfish dress. That was like, yeah, what? yeah. That that, that <laughs> yeah.
0: actually happened. Huh? That, that actually happened.
2: Here's a fun thing. This afternoon, self, I was scanning some random things, and I watched the epilogue of um Zack Snyder's um Justice League. Oh God! Uh, which which is
0: currently CC's pick for favorite movie <laughs> of twenty twenty one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Five. <laughs> and uh, just hearing her with that full British accent, let the bastard <laughs> come. It's like no, no, no. I'm so glad that when they decided to do, you know, things, they just let her speak naturally. Yeah. I saw somebody. I think it was Amelia Clark. Somebody had fan casted and just dyed her hair red, or somebody else. And I was like, anybody, any, any, anybody. anybody. But but I mean, like, I mean, I'll go as far as probably
3: just, like, just writing out the material. Like, look, it's a decent character, but you can write out, too, because, like, you know, she she kind of was just a side character and kind of redundant, frankly, like, to be honest. Um, like, But whatever, is like, Volko has done this, so it's like, all right, either write out Hugo or Volko, or one of them now. But now, nah, right. man, I, I it's, really, it's really ridiculous. Like, it's a real problem, and it's a seriously bad look.
1: Right. Well, for me, from a PR standpoint, this is the thing I think is the most egregious, Again, I go back to the fact that they recast they they recast Johnny Depp in the in 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 uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. And here's the thing: from a PR standpoint, that is horrendous for Warner Brothers because it looks like they're taking sides. Mm-hmm. Right. It looks like they're taking sides in an ongoing, like court case. Right. And that is, that is a horrendous look because, like, yeah. la- like taking, like, if if you're going to do that, either I mean, be consistent. Either either keep both of them right. or recast both of them. But right. don't right. take sides, especially yeah. not when it looks like when it actually looks like certain yeah. party like Yeah, more, no, it's a bad look. Yeah, it's a it's a bad look. But like or aside from <laughs> and, and and it is the black sheep, and that's the sad thing, is I and the thing is as hyped as I am for Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, which is also a boss ass title, by the way, but right. like what is, as much as I'm hyped for it, the problem is I keep seeing this Up, actually it's the thing people can't as much as people want to be hyped for the next aquaman this is something that keeps coming back in the discussion again yeah again and And i think like unless they do something or they address something this is this might this has the potential to bite the movie and i want there to be more aquaman films like i want there to be more aquaman films and i don't want them to have to do like a Again, Harry Potter situation where they do decide to recast, but they do it after the second film has already done horrendously. Like, that's the thing I, I'm worried about at this point. And I, and I want to be excited for it, and I want people to talk about it, but the feeling is we can't talk about it because whenever we talk about it, this comes up.
2: Yeah. But I, I have a query here, and it goes back to something I think we were talking about in the last session the hypocrisy of fandom, because we know that Amber is a problem. But let's say next year, you know, life can go back to some measure of normalcy and SDCC happens and they decide to have a panel. It's going to be Jason's gonna walk off on stage and everybody's gonna scream, and then Amber's <laughs> gonna walk off on stage and everybody's gonna scream, and nobody's gonna stand up there and say, What the hell is you people doing? Nobody's I, going to say that. Yes, it's I a lot of people
3: that kinda was not really feeling Johnny when everybody thought Johnny was at the bad end of this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wasn't feeling Johnny when he when he showed up for the panel for the second one, you know, well, the, the second one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the second one, that was it had a panel that was being hyped, and mm-hmm. people was like mm, kind of quiet. So I don't know. I I feel people will turn on Amber personally. Like if I, she show up on stage, yeah, they will they will tear she ass apart. They will
2: boo her hard. They go and look. I would back. be so surprised. I should go up on Twitter. <laughs> I don't. Know, for <laughs> I would be surprised, but I just I just like I feel I feel that is the problem because we talk about it in circles, we talk about it on Twitter, we talk we we, we talk about it and we will continue to talk about it, but then when you get into Hall H, I don't know, like everybody the scent of Hall H is just make everybody's mind go nuts or something, the perspiration right, right, or whatever. Right. Yeah, and right. hear everybody screaming. I I feel I feel like it's in those moments that you really need to stand up as a united fandom and say, This is not right. Do something <laughs> about
3: it, so and I don't know. know. I mean, we'll see
0: anyway. And now we're back to fandom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> anyway. But but we'll see how things play out. Come on, um, the 16th of December, um, next year, right? Uh, we got first game trailer. Well, game trailer, I should say. Uh, for oh, yeah, suicide yeah. squad kill the justice right. league um, excited for this, yeah. dope trailer really yes. dug it i wish we got a little bit more gameplay in it like game footage in it but other right, than that right, though right. just yeah. loving the premise I, I you know just excited as hell to to see it come out right i don't know if you have anything else to say about it um uh, ricardo
3: yeah no um I, I since since the first trailer and i found out what the premise is i was like all right this is looking pretty damn awesome like i really want to see how they're gonna make sense of it or play it out um, given that, it, 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 look, I like the Suicide Squad, but it's been a little ridiculous how they could survive some of these scenarios and survive. And going <laughs> up against Briniac and the Justice League, how? <laughs> like, I want to see yeah. how yeah. they survive <laughs> with that bullshit. But really? it's a great premise and concept. Like, I really, really want to see, like, if they're really the last resort, you know, they get uh, McGill to play Amanda Waller, we call you from MTV. TV. Um, Deborah Wilson, I think it's her. Oh,
0: serious? That, that's it. It
3: looks like her. I, I, yeah, yep, yeah, it is her. Okay, squad kill the Justice League. I'm on waller. Nice. Yes. So I'm correct. Right. Um, yeah, Diamond Gale, great. Um, she, she is representing something that is incredibly controversial amongst the DC fandom. Tin Walla.
4: <laughs> <lot of laughs>
3: right? A lot of people hate Tin Walla for some reason. Every time you bring up Tin Walla, or you do Tin Walla um, as not
0: being you know big, people hate that for some reason. Then there was a tin waller out. in the in the arrow series.
3: Yeah, yeah. In, they had the tin wallet in um in what do you call it? In the Green Lantern movie, people don't care for it, that was Angela Bassett. Uh, um one yeah, of the yeah, w- yeah. second what? I think um Suicide Squad held to pay. It had a tin wall although they give a reason why she tin. Um but a lot of people hated Waller boy, like it's shocking <laughs> that the real parts hated Waller. Anyway, it's, it's this I don't mind. I like the
0: Adaptation, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't mind.
3: Ah, uh, but yeah, the is a great, great actress. She she was great in um Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, loved oh. her in that um. So she's a solid like voice actress and and um we call it mocap actress now, right? Mm-hmm. Great. So I I'm glad she's in this. I really want to see what they're gonna do with it. I'm really really excited for this. Ho- I have a hope of what they're doing. Is they do? It's a four-player co-op game. If they're doing a four-player co-op game, boy, that gonna be hype. That gonna be real mm, hype because another yeah. DC game coming up that also seems to hopefully be four-player co-op.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that in a little bit, right? Too. So
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Uh, we also had a peacemaker panel. So um, John right. Cena. Um, right. <laughs> uh, McGill um, oh gosh Daniel Brooks uh, mm. I believe James Gunn was there as well too yeah. or at least some executive producer was there I think it was here um, I mean, and apparently yeah apparently we're getting um, Adrian Chase aka Vigilante in it right and right, you know just right. what they just <laughs> what you thought sorry that it was just all about oh we, this is what we're gonna get in the show You we well, actually get okay, a, a dope so teaser trailer man this,
3: this Vigilante is totally different than the one I'm
0: accustomed to because the one
3: I'm accustomed to is basically the cowboy but he's not not anything like the cowboy at all
2: which is kind of shocking. Yeah. Um, this one look, looks uh, closer to, like, what we saw in Arrow. Uh, right, the right. Yeah. in Arrow.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, who, look-
0: who, by yeah. the way, was one of my favorite villains in Arrow period, right? Yeah. Especially that season five finale. Oh, my God, right? But anyway, so... Um, as as oh for my. the teaser itself, the teaser was was solid. I I have no issues with it, no complaints with it though. I love the sort of realistic tone to it. I like the idea that we explore in the character of Peacemaker. Uh, we see in oh well, you know, the reason why he is who he is, the other because he's supposed to be right. this tone cool killer. But it's like no, not really. Uh, like there's a moment <laughs> where he, he sees his dad and all like that. So that was really cool. So so I like the, dad- the pseudo realistic vibe that they go in for. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot, for, for long-time Gun fans, it reminds me of Super, but, like... That's right, what I was going to bring right, up, yes. Right. It has right. a
0: very super feel to it, like, yeah.
1: It feels like Super, but he actually got to use, like, licensed characters instead of having to, like, invent, like, his own character. I also... Robert pa- pa- Robert Patrick, as his dad, is going to be genius. I'm already, of like... Course, he, of like, course, of course. The, <laughs> one, the one clip in the trailer where, like... He, he goes to visit his dad and his dad is sitting there across the table from like this huge muscular red white and blue man and just like how did my sperm end up creating a yeah, pants like, and I'm you. like oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no
2: one's already <laughs> <I know.
3: laughs> No, yeah, I, I, I really want to see I really want to see what they're going to do with it um, John Sidner is uh, a surprising comedy You know,
0: highlight He is capitalizing on that very, very well yeah, yeah, They're
3: doing a good job with it I, I want to see what they're going to do with the character And if they're going to make it interesting um, DC has, has been doing a good job with a lot of this stuff, especially with, with the, for lack of a better term, basically the social justice stuff. You know, addressing a lot of issues in terms of gender and race. But like with his character, especially and what he represents, it's like, all right, I, I could I could kind of see where they might be going with it. Like it's a kind of kind of company parallel to something like how. Um, you know they reinvent uh, Harley Quinn, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good reframing of the character, good evolution of the character. You know, you know, once you once you keep it in that in that space, it, it'll work for modern audiences. And and you know, it's smart, mature, right? And you know, it wants to do it right. So yeah, I'm really excited for
2: what what they're going for. with i is. I'll I'll tell you something completely random though. But in mm. in, in that um, trailer, if you were to take just the clip of him dancing in his briefs.
4: <laughs> slow yeah, yeah.
2: and slow that down and put the joker violin on yeah, it. right. Yeah. Oh Perfection. <laughs> i just say it. Well, well it Tracy, that, it that, well. that's
0: your job. You need to do that. You need to get You need to do that. <laughs> Right. Uh, also just getting back to the flash now. Now we gotta get the movie flash. So right. as Ramella uh-huh. came up, it was like, Well, we, we don't really have any footage, we don't really have a trailer, him, you know, to be honest. I, I I didn't I didn't need to see him neither, you know what I mean? But anyway, but right. he, he, he gave us a sneak peek, which technically is a teaser. I don't know why they keep calling this thing sneak peek, right? But um for what I saw, I'll just say this one time, love the costume. It was hype Yeah, I, here, I I, I feel it, it for real. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I <laughs> so, love the design of it, the sort of um neon-ish right. kind of glow well it's actually supposed to look like lightning but the way how it glows on his costume looks fantastic in my opinion um and then you see two other like you know versions of the flash as always say maybe yorker filming and who they are but um, one, of course
3: one, is, bar, one is another and one is supergirl well right yeah. there's not yeah not right. two other versions of the flash Yeah, one is another barry the other is supergirl and the one barry looks kind of oh, okay, sketchy yeah. Right. That other barry looking real sketchy because he, he notices it's a Batman outfit, he just spray paint. Like just straight up. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what? Mm-hmm. What going on there? <laughs> um but yeah, I, yeah, I And
0: then it, well before I forget it, then, right. speaking of that though, you know, just just seeing, you know, Batman, just that image of Batman, right? And I know people went crazy over it. I do. Um I, I I did for a bit, but I still like I just wanna get like the full like a just a proper synopsis as to Okay, this is what they're gonna touch on because yeah, we we get the typical flashpoint paradox stuff, but you know it's just how are they going to include Batman and make it work? That that's what I'm really concerned about. But other than well, that, Batman,
2: huh? um, yeah, Affleck coming back as well. So right,
0: yeah, yeah But other than that, though, um, yeah, I'm impressed. Um, but you know they, they they have to sing in production for like how long now? That's what I'm wondering. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> that's it. Talking, yeah. talking about. Talking about DC films that have been in in development hell so long, you were surprised that they were actually getting made. Like I know so many people, like casual movie people, who have like been hearing about news about the Flash so long that even when they were like up until they were like actually rolling cameras, they were like, "Oh yeah, okay, another Flash announcement, whatever." It's like, no, 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 they're actually filming it this time. I swear. Like it's like, but like for me, I'm a little on the fence about this for two reasons. Um. I mean, there's a lot of things I am excited about, like Michael Keaton's back as Batman. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, Andy Muschietti as the director, um, also on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the writer, uh, you know, same same writer, um, Chris, Christina Hodgson, um, also love her work. Um, Bumblebee, Birds of Prey, uh, she's, she's great. Um, but here's my thing. The teaser, I'm not, I don't know what it is about the general look, but there's something about the aesthetics. I mean, I'm hoping that they'll have more like flash a little more pizzazz and maybe this was coming after looking at like the teasers for like aquaman and peacemaker that like something about the visuals of this don't exactly um, wow me just yet um Correct. i don't i feel like having flash's very first solo film be a flash point movie yes yes big feel, yes yeah i'm not not i'm not feeling that one at all like if you start with time travel what what how what what is the plot for flash 2 going to be like what are you how are you going to like unless you build this as like a franchise where every single installment he's like time traveling what where do you go from there with a second installment you're already at time travel right yeah like so like i'm i think of all the movie projects this is the one i'm the most mixed on and and i'm including things like bat bat girl and blue beetle that like we've, we've only seen teases of and I mean real teases. But like, this is the one I'm the most mixed on because like, it's had a very troubled production. um I'm not wowed by the visuals just yet. And then like, I've never been a fan of doing Flashpoint. Like, I don't think they're doing Flashpoint. There are so many other Flash stories. There's so many other Flash. Yeah, films. exactly. Flash, starting with Flashpoint is like starting Green Lantern with Blackest Night. It's, it's, Run it. It's running before you can walk. And I yeah,
0: it, it, it's been there, done that. You know.
3: No, yeah. I I I I thought it was an incredible red flag when people start sh- you know shouting Flashpoint immediately. Like, really, we need Flashpoint. Like when yeah. when Batman v Superman showed up, like that sequence, and it's by far the worst part of the movie for me personally. The whole nightmare sequence, and then Flash comes back to the past. Like, really, you're doing fucking. Oh yeah, I, I hate that. I and it hate it's, incoher- it's so incredibly incoherent. No. Um, the way how they did it. So I was like, why, Jud? And yeah, I have a, a big red flag with this whole Flashpoint nonsense, Jared. Because, like, I hear they have some ideas for it that they could be doing, like, technically both just Sweden's version of Justice League and Snyder's version of Justice League is both quote-unquote canon in terms of the timeline, so they might be playing mm-hmm. with that maybe, but I'm not excited. And I really want to see what they're doing with it. Look, they, they changed a bunch of people. The one person I had hype for it, um, I forget his name, but it's Black Director. Um, Fukuyama, Fuku, Fuku right? Yeah, yeah. Fukuyama, right? He, he was on board, and then he when he dropped out, I was like, alright I was less like excited, and I don't even know who doing it now, um, so yeah. I don't know. And that's not I, uh, because it, it changed too much and not hyped. And then Flashpoint is a big red flag, but it has some cool-looking things. I'm kind of excited for my Keaton kind of. Um, the outfit looks cool. Uh, I don't know, and we'll see. If they have a good script, yeah. great. Fine, and I'll enjoy it. So it's fine
1: i'm, I'm so, yeah. like christina hodgson i feel like for the, christina hodgson on board gives the writing a very good chance like that that's the thing I'm, I'm i'm the most because again again bumblebee and birds of prey are both some of the best written blockbusters in recent memory for me like both of those mm-hmm. are like really solid from like a script perspective in particular and so i feel like at the very least I mean, unless of course it's a situation where she walked into the writer's room and they gave her like a pile of things that needed to be in the script, in which case we we've got problems. But like, I'm like I don't I'm not concerned about the writing, but I'll agree. Like, and and the, the revolving door of directors has been there. There's um, if anyone here watches um Supervoid Cinema on YouTube, they 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 cover troubled productions or films that didn't get made and they have a whole episode that's like over an hour on all of the different false starts for flash and the last 25 minutes are just this particular film <laughs> because, right like, so many like everyone from everyone from like rick Famuyiwa, they had the director for back to the future robert zemeckis yeah. involved
2: they had,
1: right Chris Miller, Grant Morrison was writing a script at one point. Like this, this has been a messy, messy process, and I'm hoping the final film is more of a Scanners and less of an Alien Three. But I have no, right. no clue we're
2: going from here. We're kind of in free fall. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: right. I so so here's my my thing. Two things. One. Um, what i've noticed that a lot of uh, a lot of well not, i shouldn't say a lot of directors but what i've noticed from directors when they are talking about their uh, superhero film they will say we've touched on but we're going to take a different spin on it so you're gonna if you end up seeing like a flashpoint they might say, we've pulled a story from it, but it's not the flashpoint you know, which gives them like, I don't know, like one drop of, uh, of, of well, we're doing it our own way or something along that, some kind of BS along those lines. The idea of seeing um, Barry's doppelgangers uh, in it, um, I saw somebody was saying that it would be kind of interesting if they decided to do reverse flash um, right. As one of the evil barriers, the same way how Savatar is really right. evil. Bar. Right. Right. So the the other thing for me was um, the other two things very quickly for me was one. I was one of those people who went nuts when I heard. Tell me something, and I realized it was Michael Keaton's voice. It was like Dad is back in the building. We have Batman. I'm really thrilled about this. Like I imagine that if this is the Tim Burton world that they've that they've gone to, that maybe there is a picture in the cave of Justice League with Christopher Reeves and Linda Carter and all of them just sitting on there because that's the era. Fine, but then. It was this morning, I, you know, like, I'm still very excited about the idea of it, but it was this morning. I was sitting around thinking, I'm excited to see Michael Keaton. I should not be excited to see Michael. Ke- like, I shouldn't be excited to see Michael Keaton. But this is a flash movie. So right. the fact that I am thoroughly, it's like how I feel about, like, Dr. Fate. I am excited to see what Dr. Fate looks like, realized, even though I will be going to a Black Adam movie, to see Dwayne as Black Adam. So I'm going to see Ezra as The Flash, finally, in his own film, um, without, you know, slow motion hot dogs all over the place. Um, But I'm thoroughly more excited for Michael. And I'm wondering in my brain if that is, uh, like, if that is a bad thing. Yes, Michael is, Michael has pedigree. So, yes, you want to show footage that starts off the idea of Michael, but this is not... This is not um, uh, Batman Beyond. This is not any variation of that. This is supposed to be a flash film. So that part has me a little worried. I will I will say, you know, it is kind of interesting because I was one of those people that really and truly was like Flash was out of my brain. I was looking to see what woman what they do next. And I heard that they were going to do an Amazon spinoff. And I was here for Batgirl and all this kind of thing. So when they came and said, Oh, there is actually a flash. It is in production. Things are actually happening. I was like, oh, okay, we're we're off the ground. And then fandom comes along and we have this. But I just that's my only real worry at this time. Well, I will I
1: will second that because I mean we have a running thing on this show, in fact, that when DC is nervous, they send in Batman. And they've sent in not one but two Batman in this particular movie. Right? Like we talked about as early right. as As early as our review of Suicide Squad and talking about the Suicide Squad anime and the Justice League Dark animated film, everything, DC, when they're nervous, sends in Batman. I don't know if it's a good sign as much as I love Listen, I could watch Michael Keaton's Batman recite the alphabet and I would be happy. So, like, I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm going to see this movie. But here's the thing if DC, when they're nervous, sends in Batman, what does it mean that we have two? batman in this film
2: and they say that he's supposed to be it's batman who's the one who creates his suit so i'm wondering because at first i thought it was that lightning suit but then if we have a flash variant that is basically take bruce's suit and spray paint it over it then i i don't know what to make of it i mean is he doing a tony stark kind of thing and and helping you know with the the spider the ultimate spider of the 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 mechanical spider suit or what the hell what What's the deal i just know it's michael or they're, or they're not confident in us in the flash as a solo
1: character and so they kind of turn him into like a batman or like this particular one is like a batman spin-off mm-hmm. type character which is not a great sign there's a there's a lack of confidence in the property if that's the case
0: yeah yeah so that's two things about um my boy uh superman right so for one thing There was a 20th anniversary panel, um, Mm -hmm. you know, involving both the actors who played, you know, um, Clark and you know Lex. Glad to see them. Glad to see old man Lex and old man Clark. That was really cool. You know, of course, someone can show up. Hmm, I wonder why, right?
2: Yes.
0: right and then also you know the official changing of his motto right so it's going to be truth justice well, and a better tomorrow right which is right. So
3: that's that's kind of that's, that's kind of like hype because that that change happened a hot minute ago like a long time ago so i don't know so why that
2: why is that news now i do. Like right? I, I i feel like no the thing for me eh? i i was one of those people who is like the official because this is official we know for a long time A long time now, Clark has been about saving the world and making the entire planet better. So it's not really have been truth, justice and the American way for a long time. But the fact that they have, especially, well, you know, Jim comes out and says, this is the official mission statement for all to see and lo and behold within like about half an hour later you know you started seeing the tweets online about what does it mean to be america and all that kind of bullshit. and i was like okay the fact that they've officially come out and said i personally i was like no give me give me more superman properties give me more give me more of that because if you're saying that it's for a bet if you are officially saying that it's for a better tomorrow. I want to see infinite variations of that. John and, and uh, you know, John Kent's scene on one side and then give me multiple variations of what this better tomorrow looks like. Show me right. an actual living Val Zod and show me what that would, would how it would play. And, really? sh- you know, show me, I don't know, Clark doing something that is, doesn't involve just, you know, punching everybody out. Show me super, more Superman and Lewis. That version of Clark. So, you know, I I I was I was happy with it. I was glad with it. For me I was yeah. interested that it's interest,
1: for me I mean, and I know that obviously it's fandom. They can't show everything and like they did they didn't talk about the Black Canary solo film either, but I was very curious why at no point during the like um Superman panel did they bring in uh, Tanahisi Cotez to talk about the Black Superman movie he's writing. Right. That it is apparently nearly okay. done, but we they haven't talked, they, they were not, but they didn't bring the, I was, I was intrigued. That That's one of those omissions that I was a little uh, kind of intrigued about. Like I was right. like, mm-hmm.
3: what's going on here? But, yeah. Uh, here's the thing though. Like I, I I said it before, again, again, I don't know if this is going to happen, but you know, hear me or quote me later, watch Marvel eat DC lunch on their Black Superman thing with Marvels. sir. Just watch.
0: I, well, I remember you began. said that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember.
3: Yeah, we might be getting the blue marbles. I'm sure I get any feeling. Whatever. Um, just you know, gut feelings, right? They'll be wrong. Don't worry. Mm. But yeah, um yeah, I don't know. I, you know, as I say with, with all of this um, you know, the Superman stuff and the news, and then John is bisexual, which is good news, but also feels like just kind of clickbaity because it's not that interesting of a development to me personally. Like, uh, okay, great. I I I like the decades ahead of this. Dude,
0: I, In I my thought I was the only one who felt like that and I was just yeah, like, was okay, a, well, Like, that's, that's like it's good t- news, right. but oh, it's not as yeah.
3: interesting Like, the t- please still get my story or do something with that. Is that instead of just announcing it. It's something yeah. that's so late to announce I just feel like they just time it with um, coming out
0: day. Mm. So, whatever, and and, and uh, because I I honestly do even, like, read, you know, um, Superboy books anyway, so it's just like, well, right. no, okay, no, no, like, I, that I knew, guess that's a new, reason that for me to not read a, it. That no, new
3: Superman a solid character. I've been following for a hot minute. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, you need to do more than just... Tell me this now, like this is just, uh, you know, you know, face value, not,
2: you're not doing anything with it kind of stuff now, whoever. Uh, I think Clark is off-world right now, Clark is off-world right Right. now, dealing with something on War World, and so John has stepped into his mantle. I'm I'm fine with all of that, but what I'm saying is
3: that if you're announcing a character to be bisexual, please do more than just announce that he's bisexual. Like, right, I really right. want to yeah. see a story with that and do something with it. I, I'm so tired of this because it really come across as empty you now at a certain point. Like, it's fine announcing it and, you know, you get the play- all the quick bait and everybody yelling and typing in all caps on Twitter. But oh at the same God. time, course, um, of- you have and to and of- do something with that, ultimately. And, and, and of- I'm, really, I'm really annoyed that we're not getting a lot of that. Like, let us be clear. I'm going to say it. We really haven't yet gotten any strong black, black woman stories like ever, in my opinion. Think mm-hmm. about it. I am so underwhelmed with Black, black woman. Um, runner is like, Oh, well, all I know about is that she's a lesbian. Like uh, you need to do more, yeah, than and that.
0: that's, that's, that's it, right? Yeah. and that is it.
2: Like, seriously, and then there's the bad blood yeah. animated movie, but I mean, she was, really, like, you know, yeah, you oh know, god, and she <laughs> <actually, laughs> made her look
3: so incompetent in that, huh?
1: Which is, although I will say, uh, despite everything, it's good to know that no matter how we feel about, um, new Batman, I mean, sorry, new Superman announcements, you can always rely on a certain former Superman actor to weigh in
2: and make an ass. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. <laughs> what? You can be trash. <laughs> every I, time. Yeah, every time. You, you know, the thing that annoys me about him is, and I, I will put my hands up and say I am sorry. I... I don't know if it, I, I want to blame it on the music, I want to blame it on Terry Hatcher, but I used to run and make sure that on Friday nights, yeah. I am watching Buffy at like, you, tried it, Lewis and Clark. And yeah, the thing that I, I, like, I got over certain things, I remember thinking, he makes a really good Clark, and you see yeah. the curl and the glasses and everything like that, yeah. but when he slicked back in that uniform, uh, that yeah, it like so it's like, what the hell? But okay... I- you know, he moved on, and then they brought him into Supergirl as, like, Supergirl's stepfather, uh, you know, adopted right. father. Well, and I right. kind of said... And, s- and I thought, okay, fine. Right what's what but, is up with this
3: yeah, man? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, what's so shocking about that show, eh? Supergirl, like, okay, I, I don't love Supergirl, but I like it enough. And I have my own issues with it, you know. To me, I, I find it a little too white feminism. But whatever, it's still pretty good. Still very progressive. It It's, it's quite done. You know, it's right, kind of shocking right. that you have both him and Kevin Sorbo in it how what? how was they cast how were they cast wait wait, wait. yeah kevin kevin was in kevin, season what? five yeah kevin, or four. To, kevin to, but was playing um uh Monel's dad yeah what? and he yes, and yes, yes, Hatcher. Yes,
0: Hatcher. Yes. Well, Terry Yeah. Oh, 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 before i forget before i forget there was a nice little um tr- sorry uh well uh, basically it's like a comment like a little send you off. know final season send off p- tributing yeah. Um, they could have brought a little Kevin Sorbo just to remind people. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, for, on God, um, Kevin Sorbo was on Supergirl. Yeah, he he say, I don't know how uh, he, please. how he got
3: casted. Yeah. He was how? well established as a conservative before that. Oh. Like, he done do the God is not dead movies already. Remember that? The first one, I think, where he was this ridiculous professor, atheist professor. It was nonsense. Like,
1: yeah, how? Yeah, dead.
3: How did he get casted? Where for anyway.
1: it's only the only way they could make it worse is if they brought on like Gina Corrado or Jay. Yeah, you're freely. Eh? No, no, no. Hold on, although,
3: hold on. although I, although I yeah. believe that Corrado should have played, like somebody like Gino Corrado should have played the villain in season three, who was, uh, ah. was a, they, they, uh, the Black, Black Supergirl. wasn't by um, um, um uh, okay. yeah, I know,
2: you, I know you're talking about. Right. She, she, well, had.
3: Right. No, I, I don't choose a cool character. Like, but they should have gotten a different like actress now, for it now. Whatever. Um, moving on. Next, <laughs> <laughs> taking too much, taking too much yes. time on this. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. Moving moving on. Right. Uh, second game trailer by Gotham Knights, and um, yeah. I won't lie though this, this this trailer got my boy, because as someone who is not that familiar with the quarter owls like you know right. like for me like i didn't read the comics when or when they were introducing the comics um and around the time when they were introduced in Gotham that's when i stopped watching um not yeah. because the show was bad not seeing the show was bad it's just things just came up and you know priorities now but yeah there's a lot of emphasis on the quarter owls and i'm just loving what i'm seeing here just how they make them feel like this big threat and i mean they are big threat right but yeah this 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 game have me really really excited here so Ricardo, thoughts on this. Um this, this got nice trailer. Yeah,
3: um so I am not the biggest fan of quarter alls. I find it as kinda mystery boxes and then when it's actually like the actual reveal when they come when push comes to shove, they kinda fall they kinda fall a little fast, um, as villains. But in premise and principle, they could be kinda interested, maybe. Um, sometimes. But in this, it looks it looks okay for the simple reason we don't have any Bruce. Like they have to do all of this without Bruce. I love that. And I'm very hyped for if it's a co-op game. Like, if I get a good... If this game is a two-player or three-player co-op game with the same Arkham combat stuff, i all on board for that shit. You pick, you know, Batgirl or, or, or Red Red Hood or one of them, and you have the four... All the Robins and Batgirls and whoever it is to come together. i hyped bringing Batwoman, bringing all the, the Bat family. How much Bat family you you have in total? Like, about... I know eight in total. Like get get Luke Fox. I was so, thinking level. six, but you might be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Luke Fox, So you could get like just bringing Luke Fox as a DLC. I am so hyped for that. A if, if three-player co-op, perfect. You know, if, okay. So no secret, I'm a huge fan of Neo. Neo has the best three-player co-op. It's so much mm. fun. Do that. Three-player fighting, co-op, that is fun. Batman, kicking some some Joker butt, some whoever. Great. You can't go wrong. Please yeah, yeah. sell. I will buy it pre-order day one on Steam or whatever to <laughs> Just sell it. I really hope <laughs> that they do that. That's all I want from this. I really hope they do that. Not two player co-op, three-player co-op minimum. Right? Do that and it will sell. And just make it, just make the moves cool, make the moves different so it feels different to play with 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 Nightwing versus Red Hood versus Batwoman versus Batgirl versus um the all the robins, right? how many robins it have three different robins, red wing or whoever it is, right? Yeah, Red Robin, sorry. Do that and are good. That is all they need to do. Arkham Asylum already has an amazing moveset and it's a fun damn game, but it needed solid co op. If they're doing Arkham, Arkham Asylum style co op, the Arkham game style co op, I am happy. Give me that. Kind of really care about the story because, you know, as I said before, you know, the quarter hole is kind of boring and nobody gives a shit about stories in co op anyway. Moving on. That's how I feel about it.
0: Right, right so just move a little quick here you know me there's still a few more things to talk about um catwoman hunted uh this new trailer for this animated movie i think it's the first one um to come out in 2022 the first one to be released in 2022 february uh, Mm the 8th if i'm uh, if i'm not mistaken um looks good it's just i didn't expect it to be anime though like it's blatantly like in your face anime
2: I'm right, right. being that kind of early, okay. early 2000s, 90s kind of anime feels. Anime, I know, right? Yes, I was picking up on no that. Place. You know what I remember? Um,
0: remember Totally Spies. It have Legally a it have a yeah. sort of totally spice like okay like it looks jap it looks like anime but you could tell is a is a is another studio that me- that that do it so it's a it Japanese studio that do it to make it look like anime so that's why the eyes have a kind of we have a sort of look and the the mouth the movements now. so it doesn't feel like li- like traditional I mean like say Batman Ninja whatever it is the it feels mm-hmm. like no some studio is trying to um I don't wanna I don't wanna say copy in the US way but it's trying to imitate anime and that's how it looks way it does but uh i dig in the, the um the voice sucked in the story is kind of eh, but it, it look it looked promising it looked look like it will be fun right like fun, um
1: yeah it's like a lot of fun i was i was, it was of all the projects in fandom that i'm as excited for that was one that i hadn't heard of before fandom and you know they 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 revealed it and it's like celebrating her anniversary it's finally getting her own solo film and then like the trailer is like oh this is quite charming like it, it has like yeah. I'm talking about hey it's got that like um Castle of Cagliostro kind of like not in the style, but in like, right. plot. like it's a it's a fun heist action type. Mm. But I I I don't right. know, like okay, yeah, I can buy what this this looks like. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a yeah, yeah, fun.
3: because you the thing is once you hear heist and anime, you think, you know, Luperity right? That's right. it. So like Cap Woman, but it's Luperty Two. Yeah, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Again, it's no secret. I'm a huge fan of Luperity so <laughs> I'm on
0: board.
3: I'm on board. <laughs> like you, you sold me. Yeah, go right.
0: ahead. Right. Um also we had a little panel talking about Batgirl, right? You know, um live action feature, right? Uh mm-hmm. to get my um, girl, Leslie Grace from Any Heights right. to, to play, right? And mm-hmm. apparently she's gonna have red hair in this. So like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I love her hair the way it looks now, but alright, if it's gonna um if they're gonna have a rock red hair cool no problem but yeah it was just cool talking and sorry just the the directors and um um producer thing talking oh, so and as he was us. just fanguiling all over it <laughs> so yeah, it, was, it was nice it was nice yeah, um and, and
1: speaking and of christine, which and, and uh, christine hodgson who, who was also writing this was the other person on that panel like it was her ah, yes, yes, yes. and then and i i had a question about that because like i haven't seen um bad boys for life but it's the same directing team yeah
0: yeah i i enjoyed bad boys for life though um okay, right. and what what they brought to the to the table in terms of okay we okay. have to take a michael b property but modernize it and make it our own you know so they they did a great job with that man yeah okay i
1: was curious
2: right um and we sorry no i I was just going to say the only thing and because i was saving it for a specific time the only problem i have with batgirl and by extension blue beetle is for all the talk that um my house loves to talk about diversity and putting stuff on the screen and all that gloriousness um i felt that they should have bit the proverbial bullet tossed the coin do whatever the analogy is and put them on screen so like I, I don't understand why the first Latin superhero, um, in, 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 you know, like like full on outing is going to be on the streaming service. Yes. And I don't understand why Batgirl. We're talking about advancement, you know, advancement for women. You have a character like Batgirl, and you're just going to put her and Blue Beetle on and, the streaming site. And they said the
1: same thing about the Black Canary movie they're working on now too, yeah. which again, this is not. As much as I'm excited for all three of these projects individually, I'm like, Warner, DC, I don't know who I have to talk to about this. This is not a great look. This is not like, like you've taken your – like you have three projects that are all starring people of like, – like three properties that are all people of color, and you're putting them mm-hmm. all on – your service. This is not right. the, optics, the optics of this are, I, I need eye drops. This is
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not good at all. The only, the, the only other thing that I will throw out with that is concern, and it ties back to, to um, Barry's flash, is I'm wondering if maybe after whatever he does to reset or whatever, it might be that he sort of becomes the leader or forms a new team. So it's not like a Justice League, but it's a new team. And so you will get Blue Beetle, and you will get Batgirl, and you will get I don't know whoever you know Supergirl, and all these people in a movie on the screen of itself. So if this is our introduction, our introductory movie to them, which I still say should be on the big screen, um, then and then maybe Barry ties it in somehow, and then to do that. But I don't see, I really don't see any of them at the top thinking like that at all. So I, you know, that's my problems.
0: Right. Uh, just a few more to go uh, McGill Harley Quinn as in the character from one of my yes. favorite shows from the you know from the uh, from the DC animated universe if you will Harley Quinn uh, <laughs> and you know one of my favorite characters as well to uh, King Shark was there I told right. you I got to see Cleafies because is, is like my top favorite he's just hilarious yeah. Trout. Um, but yeah you know what I mean basically what we got was just a sneak peek again sneak peek right of season 3 but um much to my, you know, um regret though, or, or much to my disappointment, sorry. It was an animatic too. and I was like, All right, well, okay. No 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 clips, nothing. Uh we, we get a colored animatic basically of seeing, you know, Harley and and um and, and Poison Ivy, you know, being in the in, in really dope outfits I must And you know, they're all it um hyping on the fact that yes, they're a couple now, you know what I mean, but they're not really seeing That's just a little nitpick though, this they're not really seeing uh if there's gonna be anything that's gonna challenge their um their relationship except yeah. for for kite man and like especially where his arc stopped i thought was excellent in my opinion so i'd love to see how they, where they're gonna continue his story basically right but yeah i mean I'm, I'm just excited because it's harley quinn i really enjoyed the second season i've been enjoying the show you know thus far mm-hmm. um but i just wish that we got a little bit more as to what to expect now you know um i don't know if that you guys have anything shot, to though. say about harley quinn
2: yeah yeah the, the final shot you know
0: I'll that with that the, that, Ken...
2: that shot with the new outfits and stuff like that i'm that, like that's what i'm talking yes. about yeah, yeah, that, one. Mm. that whole thing for me was cool like, i mean kelly quacko as as holly was a surprise for me because yeah, she, her, she, she makes it work yeah. the best off of her voice a it, window, you know because it's it's like melissa had um, her, her other big bang co-star melissa had done
0: right with, the which voice was of in one of the worst batman movies <laughs> i have ever seen i, I didn't mean the, um,
2: the singing the singing part of it and, and for me like
0: horrible yeah i, I felt like that like... one
2: yeah like, like like for me that one was like she was trying too hard to channel tara um yeah. and so with when when kaylee came on board kaylee like you don't get that i'm trying to be another tara strong kind of vibe is it was uh this was just this was just harley um, so I look forward to Season 3. I looking. I've, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to see more of uh, King Shark. And I really hope, this is weird, um, but I really hope that they do bring, like, Stephanie somehow makes a comeback, Clayface as Stephanie. Because Clayface as Stephanie, when they were trying to get inside the university, Stephanie had some of the most... Hilarious lines, and you know, mm. she's trying to get involved with this guy, and all this kind of stuff. And, and Harley and, and, and Ivy had to say, Listen, it's a role, you're not that's not real. We're trying to get to Riddler's, you know, hideout and stuff because he was inside the university. But at Clayface as Stephanie for me was hilarious, and I hope to kind of see her
0: again. I, I hope to see more bat though, because I felt like she could have been in the damn finale yeah. and she wasn't. Why? Yeah. I don't understand. Anyway, um. So just just touching quickly on um Young Justice Phantoms, right? So yeah. we got the first well, you know, first two episodes technically are out now on um T C Fandom and HBO Max, right? I thought that it was weird that the trailer fit had you know the trailer guy voice, and I was like, <laughs> "Right, um, That's You know, this is the reason why, like, it, particularly this trailer shows why this content is so outdated. You're like, you hear this guy's voice, you hear anything he yeah, was saying, and all the family must come together yeah, and yeah, secrets. Yeah, it was it was horrible, yeah. but the the episodes themselves were, were decent, though. I, I I must say, right, without spoiling anything, right. Um, mm-hmm. Ricardo, you can weigh in because I believe you you saw the first episode, right? But yeah, uh, I, only watched I first saw the two of them. Yeah. yeah. Um. All I see do is that um, I like... Where the the story begins, where basically you're seeing um, Superboy and this Martian, they're finally gonna tie the knot, right? So you know, um, it's basically a, 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 a midi parents scenario in the, in the first episode, but then we're we're, uh, we're we're thrown right into this big, you know, political war, or I should say, um it, it it's it's kind of re- it's it's you know, it, it involves racism basically in on Mars, right? Uh, basically between the white and the green Martians, right? And you really see the you know just that that tension between those two factions and it leads to a terrorist attack and a character who is believed dead but then that leads to something else altogether and that's where i'll stop right but um in terms of just that 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 premise i think is really 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 dope though um they they, i have a feeling they're gonna tie it back to what happened in the last season though but because i haven't seen that last season a long while though now i have to like recap it you know, before I jump back into this one here, um, but you know, what I do is just see the characters that you love again. I'm glad that the team song come back, or I should say a version of that team song come back. That was what I was missing in season three. Unfortunately, like I was like, I, I get y'all going for dark in this one, but theme song is what was part of what why i tuned in to watch young justice man when it was on, on cat that right yeah yeah um you know i just like the the progression of the characters especially superboy and miss marshall as well too um, i know they're gonna bring in other um characters in young justice as well but it seems especially in the second episode that it is going to be zero in on superboy and miss martian and their scenario but i know it's a lot bigger than oh it's just Whites against greens You know what I mean Martians right. basically I know it's deeper than that But yeah um, I'm, I'm satisfied with it so far I'm satisfied thus far man um, Ricardo Just off the first episode um, any, any thoughts on it? Yeah I was, I was just enjoying The, the, the Well that, that kind of Um We call it racism
3: slash, you know, xenophobia stuff that was going on with outsiders and who doing what and why. And I was just digging it for what it was. I had to see the second episode to get proper context. But yeah, I was enjoying when they were on Mars, exploring Mars even more. You Know all of that back and forth and, and the politics, and you know, the the, the person, what is the leader? Forgetting him, the leader got assassinated. Like, oh, yeah. that's
0: interesting, and they're bringing a yeah. lot of things. And yeah, well, and yeah, this... we boy. Um, I forgot to mention Carl Lumby, I heard his voice. He right. was, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 he was, he was, uh Miss Martian's dad, I believe it was. Yeah, was like, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, it makes sense because he's he's awesome. Yeah, you go right, yeah. So, I
3: was, I was digging, I was digging, digging a lot of that for what it is. Um, I was, I so at the city second episode to get a better context of so what was going on, but I was really enjoying
0: it. Right, Solid, try, try. solid
3: start to the season. Really solid yeah,
0: start. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so just a couple... A few more things actually. Three more things actually. Uh, Shazam, Fury really the Gods. Got some great behind the scenes stuff glad in it. Um, Lucy yes. Liu, Helen Mirren, villains. Mm-hmm. See mm-hmm. no more.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I was just like, okay, 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 okay. okay again, uh, uh, glad to see Lucy Liu back, back. you know, on, on big screen doing her thing though. But I am just excited to see what they're going to bring to the table. Um, the Goddess Club, I I so... Which one is, is Lucius is Calypso, Lucy right? Lucy Calypso
2: and, um, and, and Hespero is... is Hespero. Game, Yeah, David the, right, the yeah. yeah.
0: right, and they're talking about, oh, wait, we're bringing in, you know, a lot of Greek mytholo- uh, mythological creatures in this and a lot of big action yeah. scenes and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, alright, 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 alright. And I, I'm loving everything, you know. But then I see 2023, I was like, oh, god. Like, we really had to wait that long, right? Oh, but, yeah. you know, because yeah, I'm like, really excited that they just dropped back 2023. But... I mean, Shazam! The first one was was excellent, in my opinion. So I mean, fury yeah. the gods, bring it on! It's just we had a weird long fit, man. Ugh. But anyway, y'all, y'all on Shazam! Two. What? Oh, what yeah. are your thoughts on the behind yeah, the scenes um, video.
1: Shazam is one of those. Shazam is one of those DC films that I always chastise people for not seeing when it was in theaters, and then when they do finally see it, because you know, home video, streaming, everything. They're like, oh, why didn't I see this in theaters? And I'm like, I know, right? Why didn't you? But like, it's, and I am so happy with how they have kind of, like, you can tell they've kind of gone full Terminator 2 to the first one with this sequel, because like, you know, the first mm-hmm. film, you're just dealing with one, like, you know, with, 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 the, with the one sorcerer character who's mm. using deadly sins and everything. Now we are at war with two goddesses. And monsters, and they're going deeper into the lore, and like, because like they keep teasing that they're exploring some of the other like, like they're not, it's not just the cave like that they're in. It's, it's like other parts of their of their like their their lair hideout. I'm not sure what they call it. And the, and the family dynamic, like all of them are heroes now, and they're all balancing that life. Like, and I love I love that um, everyone creatively is back for the second one. Uh, like Sa- Sandberg. I love that man. I love yeah. that yeah. anyone else subscribe and he has a
0: great YouTube channel by the way. Yes. <laughs> the yes, he does. Pony does. Smasher, yeah. Pony Smasher yeah. is excellent. Yeah. He, he had a video just the other day about um being an introvert director. That, that, that is that what I agree. that that really like motivated me at a point in time during this whole, you know, uh, oh. quarantine slash lockdown scenario. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely! Especially since, like, I mean, and I noticed that during the video because he's he's very he's in during the whole video. Like, it, it's hilarious how much hype is going on, but then he is still very soft spoken, and he's he's kind of letting Zachary Levy Levi and producer Peter Safran do like a lot of the a lot more mm-hmm. of the talking because, like, well, you know, it's, it's him. He's he's socially anxious. He's an introverted. Socially. Um, awkward um i anxious that kind of thing and i love that and i love that he's back doing this other one and mm-hmm. i am I, I also i geeked out because the cyclops design reminds me of the one from the ray harry house like the the, the seventh uh-huh. boy yeah. I, I
0: think it's it's totally intentional totally intentional I, I'm,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm i'm i'm, I'm absolutely, i I'm free. i saw that and i was like holy shit what <laughs> 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 The nerds have the keys to the kingdom, and I'm living for it. No, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricardo, as, as a huge fan of the first film, um, any any thoughts on this behind the scenes?
3: Yeah, nothing, nothing. Much. I mean, they didn't show any like actual clips on the show, so I wasn't too too hyped. And I wanted a trailer to be honest. Um, but yeah, I reasonably hyped for it, mostly because yeah, Lucy Lou, right? You can't go wrong, right? Um, so I hyped for it. Yeah, again, yeah. I didn't nothing unless it had a trailer. Trailer. It had, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I just waiting for
2: an actual trailer.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tracy, anything? Uh,
2: there, there's two things. One, I'm I'm loving the fact that, okay, it's going to be bigger and we get the, the library of, you know, the Sorcerer or whatever and all that other good stuff. But there's a part of me that is a little bit worried that, okay, because sequelitis, it's going to be bigger and badder and glorious sir and that's not a real word glorious so but i was a little i'm like okay please make sure that the story is as equal to that so i don't want to be bombarded by glorious sets and and gloriousness on the whole um and then there is yes. there is a there's a shot that i saw um not in fandom funny enough But that funny has me a little bit, had me excited. So before Fandome, like a good couple months before Fandome, there was a shot that was released, a paparazzi shot of um, Hespera sitting down at some table, like, eating junk food with Shazam. And her face, Dame Helen Merrin's face, who I still say should have been Granny Goodness. um, Dame Helen Merrin's face, you know, I I was like... uh, The look on her face and the look of Shazam, I was like, yeah, this could be fun. I just really hope that the story lines up to the bigness of the sets and and, and everything else that they have there. All right,
0: all right. And a couple more things couple. Uh, we got a great little um, Wonder Woman um, 80th anniversary um, tribute. Um, nice little interview between Patty Jenkins and Linda Carter, uh, who apparently is having a song that's coming out next month. So yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll hear it on Spotify, and it might be dope, and it might you know break records like say Adele right now. Also you know shout out to Adele, Adele's back, great. Um, but you know it, it was just cool, you know just you know it's 80 years, do you know what I mean? So yeah, holy shit, right? And you know just keeping my fingers crossed. I hope that. Linda just holds out just 20 more Years man so at least she'll be there For the 100th anniversary right so yeah Look at that right and saving the any best for last way I'll kick Things off right the Batman The main trailer right Alright so visually This Oof. is just Amazing though it nails That rainy runner esque, I know. You know, like when it comes to like rainy new noir stuff, we always think about Blade Runner right? Yeah. But it kneels that aesthetic though. It really does feel like it's got but you know, it's like a new noir seven ish kind of vibe to it though. Um, mm-hmm. The way how it's all set up, you know what I mean? With, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like, especially with, with Rilla And how he just kind of just waits in that In that diner and, you know, the police comes to the restaurant, right? It's very much like, see, you know, you, you could tell that, yeah, I just want to be, you know, uh, it's, it's all part of my plan, basically, right? But, um, just touching briefly on the trailer right so yeah visually this thing looks amazing though uh, I, I thought it was pretty interesting that we used the same um nirvana song that was used in the first film sorry the first trailer um but they use a piece of it here um and you know it's just seeing robert patterson in the suit again and you know he just has these great lines about Faye, and you know i mean um he uses a tool but you know i use it as a weapon just paraphrasing here um seeing zoe kravitz as you know Catwoman. that, that was great as well too um and, you know you, you get some nice moments with them as well too right um but for me when when the when the trailer really ramped up for me it was when that that team came on came in by from from michael um, G, G, um Giacino. Giacino. yeah mm-hmm. oh my God. i like just hearing it in the context of this trailer dude. I love, 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 love this 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 um uh, music, right? We get some great action scene sequences involving Batman. Um it's kinda interesting that he has a bulletproof suit. So I know have some people are going to go on Twitter and be like, Batman doesn't wear, this, you know, bulletproof suits or whatnot, you know what I mean? And, you know, he'll all make the joke that, oh, why are you, why are you shooting him in the chest when when he when you realize it's bulletproof, right? After the first bullet bounces off of it, like, yeah. why not in the head, right? Whatever, it's a Batman movie, nobody cares, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, it was just how they just just build that tension in terms of the edits and the music as well, right? Um Colin Farrell, you know, what I mean? as as Penguin has a great moment with him, you know, thinking that, oh, he has the upper hand on Batman. He's like, ah, ha ha driving off in, in, in um in top speed, right? With explosion behind him. And just that shot of the bat car just coming out the flames though, knocking him over like real Ma- like it reminded me a lot of like of Mad Max's like the original Mad Max is like that kind of thing that he would do. He would knock somebody down and then come over and kind of watch him die or whatnot. Yeah. Just get that nice shot of him walking And the music just builds Builds and the, the, the volume just increases And like Every single time I watch that Those, those final moments though Chills her. You know? That music just amps up in such a way boy. So yes they knocked out the park with this one It is number one trending on YouTube For a reason at the time of this recording here um, I, I loved this trailer And even better now We finally get a release date for this damn thing man uh okay. which is march the the fourth i believe it is yeah march the fourth of next year um experience it in imax yes i will bring it on i am excited for this one so yeah, guys t- thoughts on the batman like I-, I could talk more about it i could i could talk break uh do a breakdown but no i know we pressed for time right so yeah take it away guys what, what were your thoughts on this trailer all right
2: i see um, here here, here lies my thing i uh like some of the the bond themes When you hear that theme, that Michael Giacchino theme, you have to kind of, you know, stay up. Your shoulders have to go up a little bit more. And my fingers started doing air piano. I love this. I, um, I, I, I like the idea of the bulletproof suit in terms of... He's supposed, Batman has always been this kind of mystery. Is he a vampire? What kind of specter is he? Why is it nobody can kill him? So to the average criminal who is shooting him down, it's like, this man is bulletproof. And, you know, if it is really set in earth Two, and then, you know, he bunks up Superman later on, that could be a, a, a kind of a hilarious thing. One of the things I do love about it is that, I know that they said, this is also year two. So he's still processing his rage and his vexation and stuff like that. But I have a feeling that by the end of it, Catwoman, Selina, as an entity is going to uh, sort of, I I, want to say, kind of calm him down a little bit in terms of how he processes, how Bruce processes himself versus how Batman processes himself. And that should be kind of really interesting. The colors for this. The color palette for this, I I, I
0: it's, know, right?
2: <laughs> I, it's, it's you know what it is. I, no, I, let me preface this by saying this: both directors congratulated each other yesterday. Zach saw the trailer and said to Matt on Twitter because it's been doing that thing. Said to you know to Matt, great job on this trailer, and he responded. He you know uh, retweeted it. So fine, you know the, the directors themselves like each other. Whoop de doo But for Mm. me, it's like when I see how Zach desaturates a thing in order to make it dark. And then I look at how um, Matt uses his colors and and, and how he is able to still make it dark as hell. And you still get the idea of there is light like you could see things. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm in it to win it with this. Now, that being said, I might still go in a fully um, 1969 green um, suit just to be that kind of guy. <laughs> that <I walk> <laughs>
0: wait a minute, who are you supposed to be? <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> but I am, I am, I am loving everything I am seeing thus far and, and I can't wait for the album. I really can't wait for the full album. Same here, but I, I need
0: to get a hold of that soundtrack. All right, Ricardo. I, I know you're 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 a tough person to wow when it comes to trailers like this, especially second trailers. So yeah. Um, what are you, what are you
3: Right. So uh, here's the thing. I not um, I'm not as hyped as others on this. It's still it it does okay. Here's what it is. It's doing the thing where I don't like the direction of it necessarily, but it looks reasonably executed. Well, it's doing that. Where I'm not too hyped for it and like they they have Red Lud put to the, the question mark in the coffee cup and like uh
0: I, 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 I feel there'll be like a challenge to do that, and then, like, and then, that um, looks like, really hard to do though.
3: Yeah, and then um you know he when when Batman punched the glass, I was like, uh that wasn't too intimidated. What do you do? Yeah, I was like, Yeah, gra- I mean should I make the glass crack or something, like just to make the feel feel do something there. But like it's still looking good. Like I, I really like the editing that that part with the with the drums and the bullets and the you know lights that be yeah. all weird and it look it happened. and look uh you know I'm a big fan of them apes. I was a huge fan of them apes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean Matt Reeves for cool
0: awesome. that with that, with
3: that, with that trailer. Oh sorry, yeah, with exactly. that trilogy. Reeves, look, it's Matt Reeves. That's why I hyped Matt Reeves at the hell. So oh, I, yeah. I really want to see what they're gonna do with it and, and not hating on it, not hating on it, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with a lot of what I'm seeing, especially that last shot where you see him, where I see him walking upside down, I say, yeah, yeah that looking, yes, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, looking hard, yeah, he's fine, that right, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hating on it, but at the same time, I'm cautious, because a lot of it's still feeling a little too Nolan to my liking, it's still feeling like it not really going in an interesting direction, it feeling a little too derivative, that's more only kind of concern, but I, I, I had that attitude with the first trailer anyway, and I'm still on board, so it's not like, that didn't change, so that's why I'm not really like, oh, this is bullshit now. No, uh, uh, I'll go and see it, right? I'll go and see a Batman movie. But I can't see a too, too hyped because they're not really doing anything all that interesting. But it's looking well executed, at least to me, right? I know some people dogging it online and things. You know? I end scuttle scuttlebutt against it, but like, whatever, well, it's fine. um That's that's how I feel about it. I have not so much to say. Um, this girl, Zoe as has Catwoman looking great. Loving yeah, all of that. Yeah. You know, you know, mm. the Utah tradition is being kept up you know, fine as colored women in, in cat outfits. I could live with that. Hell yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So we 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 did. Um, yeah, I can't be mad at any of this. It, I'm not mad at it, but I still
0: not yeah, f- it's still cautious. It's still cautious. Yeah,
3: I'm not fully on board, fully, fully on board, but i day, a day, a day I'll show up at right? You, you yeah. get me. So that's it.
0: All right, and CC, just to wrap up, you know, DC fandom. This is pretty lengthy but very fun discussion. Um thoughts yeah. on the, the the second batman trailer I,
1: i'm mad at myself because
0: like you oh yeah you could you should have seen this live cc you should have <laughs> you should have been there well, I, I'm mad
4: at, myself <laughs> at,
0: at, at what time was it i think it was 4 45 or 4 yeah. 50 in the evening yeah yeah, yeah you, you should have been
1: there. <laughs> no, like for me no i'm more mad at myself because like you and, like, anyone who's been listening to this channel for a while knows how much of a Batman skeptic I am and how I am very exhausted about this property, and yet I am so hyped for this. I'm mad. I'm so mad. Like, I'm like, I, I don't I don't care about this character. And then Matt Reeves kind of, like, just, just swans in and is like, hey, trailer. And I'm like, mm, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ah, I'm invested. Like, and, and I know I'm not alone with that. Like, one of the things that was a little frustrating about fandom is that, like, I is that the, the, the day after I went and socialized with like other film grad students. And so I'm hanging out with like other people that are just as like jaded about uh, that are well, that are that are because I'm not, but like jaded about the whole superhero craze and general concept, whatever. And so I can't talk about fandom, but I also know that all of these people are just as excited about the Batman as I am. <laughs> like, feelings about uh, the superhero movement aside, there a lot of them are just as excited about the Batman as I am because like the hype for it and the and the quality of it. And I mean, and Matt Reeves, I don't I'm just gonna say I don't think Matt Reeves has made a bad film. Like not yeah, Nice jin- <laughs> thing, you might have a
3: good track record.
1: The man's track record is yeah. one of the impeccable ones. Like even if you wanna be like let the right one in, like even with the let, yeah, let that me- was good. Even with let oh, me I'm, in. Oh uh,
0: let me in, let me
1: in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great remake. Great At remake. The, the, the best the only the, the the only counter to it that I've ever heard anyone come up with is well they shouldn't have re- they shouldn't have made it in the first place but but even then that's it, kind of like a half-hearted weak-wristed like uh, uh, because like you can't watch even that film you can't watch and actually dislike because Matt Reeves as a filmmaker is impeccable but the mute I love how the film starts with the Nirvana song and then like switches to the main theme and that theme chills me like i remember
0: I no right
1: <laughs> remember when they when 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 matt reeves posted the the costume test on his um i think it was vimeo and it was just pattinson in the suit in like kind of a red filter to mm-hmm. that and it was mm-hmm. even come out, and i was like even then i was like oh what, what am i excited for a batman movie this is a costume test what are you talking about no <laughs> like yeah. i I wish I could be, like, there's a part of me that's like, I wish I could be cynical and be like, oh, we're on, like, what, the eighth or ninth live-action Batman film? Who cares? But mm. I do care, and I'm so mad that I care. <laughs> like, the visuals, the noir aesthetic, the the fact that we're basically doing a catch-the-serial-killer movie, but, like, right. with, with yeah. Batman, and it's, like, really... And I wanted to see a Batman detective story. Right, exactly, so, right. Right so long i have yeah. been i have wanted to see like because like the world's greatest detective but then like you watch the movies and you're like he's not the world's yeah. he's the world's greatest guy at who punches things like there's not where's the detective part of it with the movies previously but even with this like just like this this young angry batman trying to solve this mystery with an opponent that's like one step ahead of him and like oh i've I just I'm I'm so mad at how hyped I am for this. I did not think <laughs> that I would be this excited for a Batman movie. If you had, if you had told me that I would before last fandom, that I would be this excited about a about a Batman movie, I would have told you you were lying to me. But now I am really absolutely hyped for it, and I can't wait. And it comes out this year, right? Or is it like next year? I can not mm, oh,
0: next year. Well, we wish it came out this year, but no, no, we have to wait until until March of next year.
1: Okay, yeah, and I feel like that release spot—it's—it's it's really gonna come. I don't think—is anything. I don't think any, anything's coming out in March next year that's gonna really challenge it. I feel like other—if other studios are smart. Um,
3: what yeah. coming out in something coming out in March twenty-second, something big, but slip slipping
0: my mind.
2: Um, is, that, is that it? I don't know. It's just it's this, right? Might be something Marvel or something. Okay. Okay.
1: Might be a Marvel.
0: Pro- probably feel- not, but you know, for we know, yeah.
1: Okay. I was thinking about this when we when you announced the Aquaman release because we said Aquaman's coming out this December or next December.
0: Uh, next, next next December. December. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, it's December. I, yeah. I think
1: that's no, a, just
0: just like the first film, it's coming out it's coming out around yeah. around, around Christmas time. Like no lie, Merry Christmas, to me. Christmas time it's release of the first five. film was part right. of what me me enjoyed. You know.
1: But here's the problem: I'm a little nervous about with that when the first Aquaman came out, it came out the first time in a long while that Disney did not have a Star Wars movie to take over December. And then they don't have one, and then Aquaman comes out from... I'm I'm sorry. Aquaman comes out from Warner Brothers, um, uh, Paramount comes out with Bumblebee, and Sony comes out with Into the Spider-Verse because they're like... Ooh ah now we can breathe there there isn't because star wars is even the ones that we don't like like rise of skywalker is always a juggernaut at the box office Mm -hmm. but not star wars they'll be putting it up against avatar 2 so we're gonna have aquaman 2 versus avatar 2 at the christmas box office next semester i mean next sorry next semester. yeah i don't hmm i am curious how that's going to shake down Really, you know,
2: I'm not that really. I it's weird. Maybe when I see the trailer or something, but I'm really not overly hyped for uh for Avatar 2. I mean, I will go and see it, but uh, right now it's just passing close to my head. Uh, that that does it for me.
1: I feel and I hope I, and, and with Batman, I really think that if the studios are smart, they will keep. Other studios will keep March as clear as possible because if the YouTube hype is anything to go off, this movie is going to steamroll anything, anything that's against it in March next year. Mm-hmm. Like, they, yeah, they, definitely. Especially since it's only going to theaters because, like, that's the other thing. That was one of my favorite takeaways of fandom. Everything is theatrical exclusive instead of going to HBO Max at the same time as well. Right. Except for the HBO Max originals, and I'm very excited about that. But... Um, if they're smart they'll keep march other studios will keep march clear or risk putting something up against this and failing but no um i'm excited for this movie i'm angry that i'm excited for this movie but i'm going to be there as soon as i as when it comes out in march i will be there as as soon as i can see it (laughs) right right
0: yeah Uh, so (laughs) this ends our our discussion of this year's fandom so yeah another year another fandom um the you know i one, one, um sorry not Warner oops uh, Marvel Studios probably like okay okay DC okay Warner we see you we see you okay do you think do you think you know we we have we shit coming up to sound alright right. you know what I mean? but yeah I mean <laughs> you know um the kind <laughs> folks at DC and Warner I mean and e max extent yeah have have a, have a lot of you know heat basically to bring out you know read for for twenty twenty two and and on one man. So mm-hmm. yeah I mean can't wait to see what what we get you know next year with uh their um DC fandom. Yeah. All right. So let's just do uh three fairly quick uh movie reviews. Um so you know we're gonna talk about um Chanchi which uh Ricardo you saw um I was going to see it but um I just decided I'd wait till it came out um, for, you know, Disney Plus D. Uh, um, I will then talk about Halloween Kills. And then we will just end with a spoiler-free review. Or Ricardo and I, we will talk spoiler-free on No Time to Die, right? So, uh, let's not waste any more time. Uh, Ricardo, take it away. Shang-Chi, man. Um, good. One of
3: the better origin story movies for me. Um, Great villain arc by... Um, the real Mandarin. I actually really like this guy's story and what they do
0: with him. All right, um, and, and remind me, this is Tony Leung, right? Tony, the, Leung, yeah, Tony the, the, Leung, the icon, sorry. the man, the myth himself. You know, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I thought it was, he, had, he had a great arc in this. Right. Oh, be, and, be, and just just to be clear, you could you could talk about what the you could provide a quick synopsis of what's about. Uh, sure. What was right. So yeah, we boy um,
3: Sim Liu playing Shang chi um, is kind of like a kind of a loser living in San Francisco with his best friend played by, I forget the character's name, but um, we call him, uh, I want to say Anna Akana. No, sure. Aquafina. Aquafina. Um, Nora.
2: Nora.
3: Nora, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so she, they, they're just kind of bumming out, they, they, they're in the 30s, not really doing nothing with their life. Um, but there's a reason why he's a bit of a bum, because he has a very, very interesting and kind of dark past because he's the son of one of the great, world's greatest terrorists and, you know, criminal masterminds. And not only that, but this guy, criminal mastermind, is also has a deep ancient history on Earth itself. He's not normal age. He's actually very ancient. He's lived for a long time um, because of some magical rings. Well, we learn what it is later um, involving that. And he just kick an ass throughout history. He built up a massive empire and he basically creates a sire, well, two two sires actually, and they play with that narrative of him following up with his, you know, basically his dad's pathological legacy. And they build from that. And that's the story. We, we learn what the mother is about. Um, and that's basically the major arc. I don't want to spoil it. That's the, the you know, everything about the mother. A certain... Other character makes an appearance, which is pretty funny, but I felt they could have done more with him. Uh, if, I, if once you hear pretty funny, you probably it's probably hinting at who exactly it is. Uh, wow. And then they well, this is where the the film like not it doesn't kill the movie for me personally, but it does fall into the typical Marvel trap. And all I'll say is Black Panther, right? That's the comparison, which is the third act, right? The third act.
0: Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I, okay, I I I. Think yeah. And way, way again and, yeah. yeah it's
3: a little yeah. it's a little kind of rushes a little too quickly and it's a little too silly for my liking but it's still zoki um yeah. for what it is um overall I I, I I thought it was solid though um mostly because of um Similu's and his his charisma um they he he really holds the screen together he's a great character um what it do with him what his arc is um his his back and back and forward aquafina is excellent um she i really thought would have been annoying in this Nope, she wasn't. She was actually pretty good. She has a little miniature arc herself. Um, Another character, well, I'm not sure if the spoilers, I don't know if it's a big spoiler, but yeah, basically it's his sister. Um, She has an arc. They do something kind of interesting with her um, coming on to the end. Um, Well, you'll see, well, it's a kind of post-credit thing. And then they basically just kind of... Well, it just kind of resets the world. There's a whole lot of world resetting in terms of what they introduce in this. i um, Given the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all the insane shit going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, every big show just blowing up and resetting the Marvel Cinematic Universe with some new piece of information, like Wonder Vision do something insane. And then Loki does something even more insane and so on and so forth. And basically this does its own thing on on the, the continuity as we understand it. And what they do with that is quite, quite clever. And yeah, I'll say the main thing is just, it's a solid character piece, right, mostly because of, of Tony Young's character and his arc, and it's just genuinely charming and, and well done, and I I dug it. Um, rating, uh, 7 out of 10. Um, not, not particularly engaging because of that third act, the third act kind of fell flat for me, you know, not flat, but you know, it just, they cannot do more with it, it's one of those, right. Um, but for the for the most part, I, I really dug it for what it was. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, overall, overall a solid out in, um for the MCU. Uh, you know, pretty good. Yeah, I like the dude. Right. Yeah, um Simi Lewis is a genuinely charismatic charismatic figure. Like I like this dude. Like I want to see more of him. Um so yeah, that's pretty much it for me with that. Just a quick, quick run
0: all right, nice, nice, nice. Um, I do hope to see it um, November twelfth, I believe that's when um Disney Plus the is taking place. Um and if if push comes to shove, you could expect a a review of it from from me, right? Um but what you will get right now is a review of Halloween Kills, right? This is a sequel to the twenty eighteen soft reboot slash sequel to the nineteen seventy-eight classic slasher film Halloween, right? Yes. Um And the funny thing is, right, with the 2018 one, I was planning to see it in theaters, but I'll never forget this. The the Saturday that I was supposed to go, we had an insane amount of rain like, in scene, like, the whole country, you know what I mean, and um, just, just got affected, um, you know, some places down deep south in Trina, and, you know, there was um, floods and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. Um, so, you know, I actually forgot the actual time when it took place, but, yeah, it happened in 2018, right? Um, so I ended up doing, like, an episode of Black Sheep Reviews, which is something I usually do for Halloween, right, where I zero in on... That one film in, you know, a popular horror franchise, which even the diehard fans will look at and be like, "Nah, that 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 shit, just straight away, right?" And uh, that would be uh, Halloween uh, Resurrection, right? Um, which is, yes, yeah, still one of the the most laughably hilarious uh, and just god awful do um, Halloween films ever, right? Yeah. so yeah you know what i mean after stuff like halloween resurrection is like all right well yeah this franchise is dead right so you know through the forces that be we got the 2018 version which pretty much retcon all the other sequels right so you know this this sequel here basically as in the 2018 one follows right after the 1978 one so it's it's funny because the the part two which i i actually like for what it is though yeah that that doesn't exist anymore or or does it right and why i say that is because it kind of comes back into this one here halloween kills right but i also want to mention um, something here quickly right um after just mention briefly the rob zombie films right the duology that he did right which um the first one i i i I just say this right off the bat i am no halloween fan right i just go in just knowing the nature of the show and the character of michael myers and i just want to get you know, just the trills and, you know, the scares from it, right? That's it. I'm not, like, some diehard fan that's seen all the films, because I haven't, right? But, yeah, when it comes to the, to the Rob Zombie stuff, though, I would say that the first one pretty much leaned into his... Like, he just has a thing for, like, just schlucky grindhouse-era style you know um directing and violence right so yet it is very good shoot it's very over the top right but i felt the second one was where he just went too far with it it was just brutal for the sake of being brutal and they had this subplot involving michael myers mom who was played by um rob zombie's wife real real life wife sorry that just made no goddamn sense at all and just made me hate the show even more right so yeah hate hate that 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 sequel right um, and what I wanna say with this one here, Halloween Kills, right? So as you would expect, yes, it follows exa- right right where the last film um stopped off, right? Where um slight spoiler for those who haven't seen it, uh, pretty much um Laurie Strode, who is played once again by Jamie Lee Curtis, um her daughter and granddaughter basically just joined forces and pretty much trapped Michael in, you know, and in Laurie's house. And just torch the place right so it just ends with him inside of this house which is in flames right so as you would expect as as you saw in the trailers the the, the, the fire you know some firefighters show up right and they get wiped out one after the next right so yes uh, Michael is back and he's doing his thing right. Uh, Well, while all this is going on now, uh, Paul Laurie actually got stabbed um, in the first film, right, in the climax. So she's pretty much hospitalized for the rest of the film. Sorry for spoiling that. Um, So it just kind of rests on both, you know, her daughter and granddaughter just pretty much trying to find um, Michael on their own, right? And then we're also introduced to other characters in um, Hammondfield, Illinois, right, who are aware of you know uh of michael's you know um presence and influence right because remember he was because how do you, the film works it, it treats us like you know what happened in 1978 did happen right so you know right. it's like oh well um uh, now he's back and you know now now we have to really go out of the way to try and kill him right so let's jump into the review here one time so what they do here which was pretty odd but i kind of understand what they was trying to do here is really show that okay Michael Myers is evil personified, and we should have gotten rid of him back then, right? Because what what they do actually quite quite well, I must say, is that they give us a flashback. But you're thinking, oh, it's a flashback to the first film, f- to the first film in particular. But actually, no. But what I will give um, uh, David Gordon Green credit for, right, is that uh, he actually like not so much recreates a scene from the first movie, but he makes the flashback look legit like it was pulled from that seventy-eight movie. Like in terms of cinematography, in terms of just the visuals, the the um the hair, you know the the costumes. Everything legit legit looked like it was pulled from a late seventies horror film. And I was like shocked because I was trying to remember. Oh wait, is this is from the first movie or from the second one? But actually, no. It's it's a new scene that they recreate, right? But what they hinting at there is that you know there was a chance that they could have killed um they could have killed um Michael then because this the flashback. Basically, what we see is right after the end of the first film, where if you remember, we thought that he was dead when he fell on the ground. But it's like no, he disappears, and then you hear you know the the John Capital theme song and you know credits roll, right? But this follows right after that. And just basically, everybody kind of commented to terms that oh well, this guy is evil, and we should not have put him in the asylum where he was where he was introduced in the last film. No, we should have killed him, and that's what they keep telling us. And the problem now is that they just keep hammering this concept over our heads throughout the entirety of this film. Now, to the point that it just comes off borderline pretentious, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the acting, for the most part, is fine though. Everybody does their thing, but you know, another gripe that I had though is not enough lorry because. What they try to do basically, because if you remember from Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, is that, well, Laurie ends up in the hospital, so the majority of the film takes place in the hospital with uh, with, with Michael killing a bunch of, you know, doctors and nurses, right? They don't really do that actually here, but Laurie is bedridden, right? And um, there's someone else, a friend of hers, a cop actually, who actually brings up this whole idea of, you know, I could have had the chance to kill him uh, back in 78, you know, alongside her you now. And she's just kind of just there. And I mean, it's not she's she doesn't have anything to do, but she's just basically sidelined for her um, daughter, who's played by Judy Gray again. And, you know, daughter... Um, sorry, granddaughter, played by Andy Matichak, right? So, yeah, not enough Laurie in this film, unfortunately, right? But um, what they do here, right? And this is this is where I'm, I'm pretty much split on it, right? Because on the one hand, right, I know it have fans who just want to watch... Michael just kill a bunch of people and you know, it's all gory and stuff like that, right? But then to have other people and I I would kind of fall to that camp where I just kind of want to see the trills I just want to see how it all builds up to it and the story that's built around it, right? Not expecting some mass piece of a story, but at the same time I just want like It can't just be about a guy who's walking around killing people, right? But unfortunately, they just kind of do that here. It's just basically Michael going around killing people, right? And this was something that you're, you're going interview when you're the when radio, right? I wouldn't say too long. And this was something that, you know, like while I was watching, because I had to recap the first film, right? The, the 2018 film. You know, it's kind of weird. You know, forgive me for saying this, right? But as far as horror movies go, I mean, Michael Myers is just a huge plot device. Enough. Right. And what I right. mean is is that literally yeah. <laughs> you would, there will would be moments where he would just walk into a random person's home and kills them. And it's just, oh, well, I just needed a knife. I just needed this weapon. I just needed this. But there's no reason for him to go there if the mythology that you build around him is that he will always go back to his family home to to to, to kill Laurie, right? If that's what you're going for. So why is it that he just kind of walks where they have a bunch of trick-or-treaters now, and then he'll just casually just walk inside someone's home and just kills them just because? but that's that's part of the thrill. that's what people like about the show right i don't particularly like that right, right? but anyway but point is he just does a lot of that in this movie and it's just goddamn annoying man he just kind of goes around killing people just because you know he's michael Myers and he needs to do that right and i don't know just just for me you know just just critiquing it now i just feel like okay so not not a surprise, this is going to be a trilogy, right? So this here is the second part of it, right? But you think that they're going to expand the story a little bit more, but they don't really do that. What they really do is, they just kind of let you know, oh, you think the night is over? No, 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 no. Like, we're going to show you more of that Halloween night, and we're just going to keep going, right? Because if you remember in Halloween 2, it kept going until it was literal morning, right? But in this case, it just kind of stops halfway and just says... Well, yeah, the third one, yeah, we're going to see the rest of this Halloween night play out. But yeah, basically, it's just Michael just going around doing his thing and people just come into tunes with, he's a force of evil and we need to kill him and oh, he's so bad and blah, 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 blah. And that's really all the movie gives us, man. So unfortunately, I was just watching this thing and I was just like downright bored by it. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to like it, I wanted to enjoy it from a visceral perspective. But I think the another main gripe I had though is that you know what the beauty of John Carpenter's original film though is that there was some creativity behind kills, right? Because remember he was working with a budget, right? It wasn't you know the the most expensive film that he ever made, right? Uh, back back then. So there was a, there was there was. I don't know, it was just a thrill just seeing how he was building these moments, right? Even right now to him going after Lori in the third right? But here it's just random person gets killed, they build it up a little bit, then they get killed, and then they get killed, and it just kind of loses his luster after like the third, fourth kill, right? And the way how the story ends without spoiling too much, Joe, is just kind of just saying, Yes, he is evil. Ha 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 ha. That's the only thing missing. Just lightning bolts and, you know, a uh, uh, Count dracula like laugh, right? And last thing I'll say before I get to read it now. The, 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 the thing I really pissed off about it, right? So again, not saying I'm the biggest fan of, you know, Hall- of the Halloween franchise, right? But it's how, slight spoiler, they're kind of basically saying that the guy is immortal. That's basically what they're trying to say here, right? but because of that now because right, you right, know right. you can kind of make the excuse well you know that's why every time they shoot at him or every time they they, they try to burn him somehow he returns right you know what i mean so i just seeing he's immortal just using that to me he's not exactly immortal but that's the impression that he's given you know he's evil so you know as long as evil exists he will always survive or some other bullshit right that, like that right but the problem is now is because you telling me now that he is so evil that, you know, he like, transcends mortality now. It kind of makes me care less about about him. You know, it's just like, well, anything that you do to him, he will still wake back up and kill you. So what's the point? And the show does that. It's like literally everything that they do to him, he still comes back and kills the people that, that try to kill him. So it's like, well, what's the point then? You know what I mean? Like, why 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 should I care? I mean... Not really invested in the characters anyway, except for Laurie Strode, but because she's bedridden for majority of the damn film, it's just like, well, I should care about everybody else. I I, I don't, you know what I mean? But, you know, now you're telling me that, oh, because he's so evil, you know, he, he, like, again, he's like immortal, literally, you So it's like, well, what's the point then, you know what I mean? And you could argue, oh well, the final film will will answer that question. And apparently, Jimmy Lee Curtis said, you know, um, basically that that you know there there will be a twist. Or at least that film in particular is going to anger a lot of fans. Okay, cool. Well, anger me, great. <laughs> Whatever, well, right? But oh, wow! <laughs> don't, don't don't just tell me in this in this film in the second, third of your trilogy, there's no way literally you could kill Michael Myers. Haha, <laughs> Dn right? Because that's what they do, unfortunately, man. And it was just like a massive letdown for me. So, this... Yeah, this was a huge departure from from um, from the 20, 2018 Halloween, unfortunately, though. Because I felt like the 20, 2018 Halloween is literally the best sequel that we've gotten in this franchise, right? I would still put Halloween 2, the original one from ninety one, up there, though. Because of how it follows directly from the first film, though. But I just felt like even that did a better job of continuing the story than this film did, unfortunately. This one was just like... Well, we just have to kind of build things up though But we're really going to hit you the, 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 um, You know, it just kind of felt like a fill-up, episode There's something just put in between Before the real story kind of kicks in the last one And it was just, I don't know, it was just a letdown for me, man So rating-wise, I'll give this a lighter decent 2.5 out of 5, man Um, See it if you want to, if you're a fan of the, the 2018 film Give it a look Um, If you're expecting a lot more to the story You'll be very, very disappointed But, you know Again, I know a have people who just love to see this guy walk around and kill people. But again, and this is the funny thing about the character as a whole—he walks around and kills people. He does not run; yeah. he walks <laughs> and kills people. And yet, it's like, oh my God, what do we do? The dude
2: walks, and yet somehow <laughs> he, he catches up to people and kills them. Somebody I know God. had say that. Somebody I know had posted up a thing. I can't try to remember who it was. Posted up a thing that says, you know, if they could, they would be a super villain. Because while he rows all over the place, rushing and dashing and stuff like that, villains take their time and casually walk to where they have to go, and then they'll get there and and kill you. So look, he walks. He walks. i say. Yeah, I think. I
0: mean. I mean, To I be think... fair, he he will he will sneak up on you, right? To be I fair, think... he will sneak up on you. But again, <laughs> he walks,
1: bro. He walks. I also, like I, have, I have seen none of the Halloween sequels except Season of the Witch, which isn't a sequel. But like, so I have no opinion on any of this. I do think right. it's funny, Matthew, that you, um, your major complaint about the movie called Halloween Kills is that Michael Myers does too much killing in it. Like, that I
0: know, is- right? I like. I should be enjoying <laughs> this, but there's nothing else. It's just. <laughs> I'm just walking around killing people, and I can't die because I'm evil. Ah, that's that that that's basically, the movie. I am, that's basically
1: the movie. I am very curious. When when you you said like, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, said that, uh, you said that Jamie Lee Curtis said that there's there's a twist in the last one that's going to piss off fans or something like that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, I am. It is isn't the. I mean, again, I. I know all this from hearing other people talk about Halloween, but does Halloween as a franchise have any plot twists left? I
0: don't even know. (laughs) And this is coming from somebody who hasn't even seen, you know, uh four or five, or like I saw one, two, three, h2, and resurrection and these new films and the Rob Zombie stuff, but I haven't seen um four or five.
1: And the twists in this franchise are everything from Michael was conceived by a cult to Michael has a sister who also has who also wants to kill people to um, yeah, that was I what know,
0: the Rob zombie films lean heavily on, by the way, yeah,
1: something that like um Jamie Lee Curtis's character is his secret sister. So like, like, do are there any plot twists left for this franchise? Like, I feel like we're gonna like, I feel like, like the last film, I don't know, like, they'll be in the final confrontation. And then, like, she'll shoot him full of holes or something and then like a pair of demon wings will sprout out of his back and then it'll go dead and then dead something <laughs> like that
0: so not excited for the third film I mean I'll still see it when it comes out though but I don't know I guess if you're a really diehard fan you should check this one out by imagine if you are a diehard fan you know you'll either you'll either enjoy it for what it is or be disappointed by hell as uh, hell sorry by this one anyway uh, speaking of disappointments
1: <laughs> let's
0: talk about No Time to Die Ricardo, <laughs>
1: Ricardo take yeah. it away
0: what was All No right. Time to Die about and then you could jump into your thoughts and I'll, I'll explain the disappointment it's not exactly what you guys <laughs> think right so, it's like, Yo, no, right so
3: sometime sometime in the mid 90s I want to say mm. so this guy with a no mask from no theatre in Japanese theatre for some reason was hunting down, you know, this person in a house and his daughter escaped. And he, instead of shooting the daughter, he could have saved the daughter. And we find out that that person is, you know, Bond girlfriend from the last film. And that's the, the impetus. And then you find out, well, you find out later who this guy is later. And basically, Bond is, well, remember he kind of busts out from the last movie, you know, no longer a double agent. He has to go to Jamaica to find some shenanigans and sort that out. But what happened is that he has to go to, he, he he realized he's replaced by a new woman who is the new 007 in Jamaica. And that's where the story starts up because you have to solve a bunch of problems. And then he finds out shenanigans in, in Spectre in Cuba. And then that's where the story starts finding out what the hell is going on um, because they, they, they more or less sort out Spectre in the, First act of the movie right and that's the premise just to start off with if you're doing non-spoilers mm-hmm.
4: yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah Just, just to him, we're gonna keep things spoiler free here right um but yeah okay. ricardo honest spoiler free thoughts on no time to die
3: so you know listen a movie is really affected are you enjoying a movie that's really, really factor into your mood i just happen to be in probably the best mood i've ever been in a hot minute Right, you know, going to South Park I had to meet somebody, I guess some something a bunch of shit went good in my life. That's all I'll see. Right? Meet some old friends. It was a cool day. And then we went to see a movie. And I didn't hate this as much as I thought I would have. But that said, this was still kind of terrible. Like
4: <laughs> uh, uh, it
3: is one of those uh, it's a classic case of it's a classic case of they try a thing. Because yeah. it's not the worst script, it way better than Spectre. Like
0: oh yeah, definitely.
1: Way better. Way better. Way better. Yeah, but that, that, it is that's popular. a low bar
3: though. Right, yeah, that that is a big factor. I went in with an incredibly low bar. Mm-hmm. Like it was sh- like I went in as like as low as I can. So when I when I watch it forward, it was like all right, that wasn't so bad. But again, it's because I kind of prepare for prepare myself as they say you, you grease yourself up, right? <laughs> so that's why I didn't think it was as bad as it was. Well, with that said. It was just a bunch of a bunch of squandered opportunities, right? Most notably, that of the two people I was hyped for the most, they completely squandered, which is Rami Malik and Loretta Lynch. Right? The two of them was good potential, they had good screen presence, and they didn't do much with them. They could have done way more with them in terms of what it was what the characters were about or what they were trying to go for. That's about it. And then I'll have to straight up say it. This is probably one of the worst-paced films I've seen in a hot minute. The pacing is atrocious in this. Um, this
0: movie clocks in at 2 hours and 45 minutes. Uh, there was no need for this movie to be so long, though.
1: Sorry, i Go ahead, CC, you. it? Are are you telling me that the longest Bond film in the history yeah. of twenty four movies has a pacing problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, like, mean...
0: say what you want about about um on Majesty Secret Service, right? Slight spoiler, <laughs> right? With, you know, with its two hour twenty minute runtime, remember? I mentioned before in my you know run through of his film in the Bond special. You know right. that second act was dragging. Right. Yeah, boy, this one way it, it, right. it dragged
3: as well. So that is that is you mentioned that, and it's a, probably a big factor why I didn't hate this as much because it kind of remind me of that film. Uh huh. I'll, big I'll talk about
1: it. Right. Big plot. <laughs> and I.
3: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry, Claude. Where's it? No, I'm, can I can I gloat now? Like, I'm, like not, I'm, really, but, you know, uh, not really. But not really. But as I say, I, no, I just after 24 of these movies and kind of getting done with the formula. I saw the trailers and I was like, yeah. I know other people are excited about this, and I love my boy Kerry Fukunaga, but I don't. This doesn't. This isn't screaming at me that we're going to see anything really new and exciting, despite all the hype. I think and that is gonna-
3: another. That is another reason why. why uh, again squandered a bunch of squandered opportunities because you mentioned Kerry Fukunaga director yep.
0: he did what uh, the true detective first mm-hmm. season and, and yeah yeah together. yeah still the best season um right with with, with, with the third one as a close second but right yeah. so it's, it's kind of shocking it's kind
3: of shocking that he didn't like add an interesting style to this or do something in, nothing in it is interesting There are very few moments and shots that are good there's one some interesting moments like in terms of like, it had one really cool moment with anna de Amis and her action sequence i thought that was kind of cool yeah yeah i'm so bad but McGill Lynch, they kind of waste her. Like, I thought she would have got something truly badass. She have one moment that kind of okay, and it's still stupid. like, I, like really, they could have made that better. Like, I, I get it. And it for some people, that would be a big, for some people, it should be me, but it's not me. It's going to be a, a, a chair audience, chair moment. But it was real weak. It was like, oh, okay, that's why. And then there's another moment with her that I think is so stupid, and I hate. It, <laughs> at in the end of the film, I hate it. But I'm not going to spoil it. But I hate it. Um, but they cannot do more with her. Like, they really could do more with her. Rami Malik, kind of wasted man. Like, again, here's one thing that's kind of weird, right? So I mentioned in the mid 90s, like, why is he looking like that? He's still, he not, they didn't work to age him. What the hell? Like, that kind of weird, right?
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry. I said Loretta Lynch. That's that apparently the former attorney of the general of the United States. I meant. L- Lashana, L-
0: Lashana, L- sorry Lashana. Sorry about Lashana, that,
3: right? Yeah. I had too much politics in my life, right? Anyway, um, yeah, they could have really do more of this. Um, you know, it, it's a good, it's a okay script. The reveal at the end, the ending is okay. I didn't hate it. All hi right, all right, whatever. But boy, uh, this movie was lucky. I was in a in a good mood because I had to be. So it's like. Like, if I, like, I had a headache or a toothache or something like that. Or just, like, I didn't have a good day. Like, I had a really good day. So, I, like, I didn't hate it. And I watched shang one time, too. Like, the, like, right before. it. So, like, yeah, hey, that was that was kind of cool. I had fun with that. And then I walked into this. I was like, "Hey, you're going to break down the mood a little bit. You didn't completely raid on the parade. But you break down the mood a little bit. Whatever. Um, yeah, spo- No spoilers. Just talking about it. It, it. They could have done more with it. They could have really trimmed some fat. Um... The script—it's not the worst idea. It's a Bond script, very Bond script. But and the plot was thing. But it, it, like they had too many characters looking like idiots in this. Emma in this felt like an idiot. I'm sorry. Like Emma's kind of dumb in this.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
3: Matthew, am I wrong?
0: No, no, you're right. You're absolutely.
3: Emma, you're wasn't was right. kind of dumb in this? Like in the yeah. last movie, it was okay. Like even though I did not like the last movie um also speaking of copying films like you know the last film we kind of copied to compare it to another film so like um specter felt like the dark knight and then no sorry well, well, no it was sorry. skyfall Spe- skyfall oh, sorry oh, skyfall felt like the dark knight and specter felt like um felt like 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 winter soldier mm-hmm. and um, i don't know i i felt like this felt a little like like mission impossible 8 a little bit uh, sorry mission impossible 7 like the last mission impossible movie it felt like, like a Oh,
0: little... okay, okay. I I know it yeah, where you coming from. Yeah. Do you yeah.
3: agree with me? I don't know. Sorry, Mr. Impossible 6. I I'm confusing mission impossible. Right,
0: right. But it uh, felt like last mission What it, it has to do with a certain certain person who who, in my opinion, shouldn't even be in the damn film. I'll get it in a bit. Right, yeah, right.
3: It felt a little too much like that, whatever but not not as much. But overall, i really felt like you know it, as I say, just squandered potential. You know, Kari Fukunaga squandered his potential. The is squandered his, his, his potential, and Rami Malik is completely squandered potential. And the script, as I say, the script is not the worst idea, but it's it's still something that, given the nature of it and what it did before, you'd think these characters would have been a little more conscientious, given what is happening. Like what that means, you'd think that these characters would be like, yeah, hey, you shouldn't really do this and stop fucking around with that. Nope, these idiots just like still bungling about, and, you know, whoa, whoa I can't believe it, it, it went out of control, I was like, are you serious? It, it, yeah,
0: I can't it, it, believe somebody stole this, right. oh, I mean, no. It's a little,
3: it's a little yeah. ridiculous, it was a little ridiculous, um, and the little moment they have with him, they waste Christoph Waltz as well, but whatever, they waste him last time, so I didn't care at that point. Um, rating, hmm, not as bad as Sky, no, sorry, not as bad as Spectre, not as bad as Spectre, but still some bullshit, sorry, like, it's still kind of bad for me. Um
4: I want to see a five. Give it a five. Give it a five. Was...
3: Yeah, <laughs> I don't give five. Closer to closer to a four than a six, but still a five. Uh, right, right, right.
0: Okay. All right. So so for me, no, no, it sound like Tracy, right? <laughs> so for me,
4: <laughs> I was <laughs> going
0: back and forth with this movie, right? Because on the one yeah. hand, it are people who like, well, you know, it's a final film and you know they just did so much to in his arc and all that kind of stuff and i'll use that to to, to kick in in you know the good um thing about it, right the good just to kick off the good right i do appreciate right because this is something i just appreciate i appreciate the effort put into actually making you know daniel craig's five bond films feel like this running arc and this film is the last one right instead of just random adventures with james bond as you know the other films have been right uh, even Timothy Dalton's stuff to extent, right? you know, um uh, in terms of you know, um in terms of like the, the shifting in tone from you know liberty lights to um to license skill, right? So I, I appreciate that, right? Also appreciate the effort that. Okay, they want to make Bond a little bit more mature now So he's not the womanizer anymore He's found his love um, okay. Still kind of odd that it's with You know, uh, Leah um, Sidhu that, hey. that disrespected the actress or what that But I mean, who of all people all right, okay, so so one little fight with, with you and the Batista in a train, you're all of a sudden you're in <laughs> love, right? And that's, that's the <laughs> thing I just couldn't, couldn't get over <laughs> there, like, just that one moment all of a sudden all in love, like, what I mean, like, the moment where they got um, captured by, by Blue Fell, right? She's like, but James, I love you, like, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, like, all you're of a us. okay. I do like how they how they hinted back to her because there's a moment on the train before that fight where she mentions the use of a gun, right? And I like right. how it comes back in this one. Right. right. So I, I was like, okay, okay, I, I like that, I like that, I like that, right? Um, oh, again, Daniel Craig doing his thing. You know, he's he's great as Bond, right? As this version of Bond, I'm, I will see, right? Now compared to the others, right? Um cinematography wise, I thought that this was a sleek looking film. Um, you know, the music, handsomer, did it as well too. Although there were times where I was hearing a lot of Dark Knight and Dark Knight return um, sorry, Dark Knight um rises Rises. Sorry, almost serious rises music. I was like, okay, I I, I hearing a bit of it. I, I know hands. I know you can't help it. I know. It's your is fi- the final film. But oh gosh, it di- Back of the Dark Knight that sh- uh, Dark Dark Knight Safta. Please tax, right? Uh, which is a shame though because I, I was loving Thomas Newman's work in, you know, even in Inspector, Even though, um, that was like the one the one good thing, one of the few good things about that movie, Thomas Newman's new um Thomas Newman's music, right? Um But I do agree with you, directing wise though, um Carrie Fuku Fuku uh, Fukunaga didn't really bring any signature style to the table Like everything just kind of felt like It looks exactly the way how a Bond film should look You know what I mean Just these great wide shots and all that kind of stuff Like you know it's stuff that you expect from these series though But nothing that really stood out That I was like oh this is really cool With the exception of a few scenes Like I thought like the the um, This one scene involving like these terrorists or whatever These these bad guys trying to break into this building I thought that was excellent by my opinion It looked really really great on big screen right So there's that, right? Action sequences, decent for the most part. I mean, every bit what they expect, right? You know, you you get the goods, you get the goods. But that's as far as praise with this movie goes by. So where the show really falls, though, is three things, right? One script, two character, and three. And I I have to build this up, right? As much as I appreciate the effort that they want to put to make Bond, you know um not not more of a of a sleaze and you know more right. you know like he, he's with one woman this time and all that kind of stuff and he's so progressive man and all that kind of stuff in 2021 right so progressive right as much as i appreciate all of that and much as i appreciate the fact that they wait the last film to do this <laughs> yeah for <real. laughs> 24 bond films injured haven't we learned already your a Bond film is only as good as your villain. As rep- and Rami yeah. Malik's villain though yeah, we was so weak too. And here's the yeah. ticket. Because what they're trying to do, they're trying to make him the Uber super villain. Um like, you know, like the Dr. No and all that kind of stuff. And and I, I, I like how, you know, those, those motherfuckers are like, oh, you think he's going to be Dr. No because in the opening title sequences, right, before you hear, um, before Billy Eilish's team please, you see a bit of the graphics from Dr. No. So like, okay, right. we got it. it's, it's actually Dr. No. It's like, well, no, not really. It's not really Dr. No. So that was just <laughs> to, 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 as, a, right. as a as a, as a a diversion. I was like, but what, what was the point of doing that? Was that to, to honor, like, oh, well, you know the first film started with these graphics, so we're gonna end it like that. But it was, it, it can't just be as simple as that, right? But whatever, right? right? But yeah, Rami Malek, poor Rami Malek, right? Loved him yeah. in, you know, Mr. Robot. even uh, yeah. Rhapsody to extend. But what was this, shit? Really? You know, we us see that. All right, so no disrespect to the actor, like he gave it his all, Shred. But the character was just so cookie cutter. The best way I can describe, it without spoiling too much, is he had a plan. The plan itself made no sense. It had to do with Spectre, and then when Spectre was literally out of the picture, you're thinking, okay, he's gonna be like the new Spectre or something like, something like that. As he runs into Bot, like he just kind of runs into him, and now it turns to, oh, now I have to get you because yeah, we're, we're we're the same, and you know what I mean. Yeah, we take the same way, and you know, we kill for for the same reasons, and you're just killing for for the government and blah blah blah. It's like it, it. stopped being about the plan. It's it's that about you trying to want a bond or trying to kill bond. Like I, I didn't understand that, right? I want bringing this up too. Just just move it quickly before I get to read it, right? I love Skyfall, right? But what made Skyfall work for me, right? Uh, was how the villain in that film played by Javier Bardem. It related to Bond's journey, and this one I right. didn't feel like that at all. And this one, you think it's about Spectre, but then when you realize, no, it's not about Spectre. It's about this guy. But then when the guy literally does something to Spectre, though, no, it's like, well, he, yeah, again, it's just, it's just like two forces just kind of run into each other. But there's no rhyme or reason to it, right? But you're supposed to buy into, oh, well, this guy, this this Ramy Mal character is going to be the guy that's going to test Bond, right? But not really. It's just he just kind of runs into it, but he really has nothing to do with with Bond's journey at all, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Thematically, right? Um, and the journey itself, while I mean I understand it in terms of just bringing closure, and finality, and all that kind of stuff, still felt clumsy, still felt rushed, still was all over the place, still was unfocused, in my opinion. I felt like it it just didn't um, grip me as we, as as much as I. Wanted it Because again It's the final outing Of of Daniel Craig And you didn't really You you didn't really feel that The movie just had to go Out of its way To kind of tell you this And this is where Oh my gosh So (sighs) (laughs) Honor Majesty's Secret Service Right So Oh gosh People going into this show Familiar with the film So Y'all just had to stop And just use A song from it Just to kind of let people know Okay this is the direction That we go in We literally have our character Saying we have all the time In the world I'm like, oh gosh, like, y'all really doing this Red? And it was yeah. even to a point, guys, it was even to a point where they actually reuse the theme song from the movie. It's yeah. just a conversation scene. I'm like, what's the point? Like, why are you doing this? This makes no so sense. Oh, you know what I mean? Wait, wait,
1: hold it. What? What? Like, they play? They
0: did have- that. They did that okay. in yeah. a conversation scene. And they make it also <laughs> important. Eh? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no.
1: Not, not to overthink it, but does that mean that in the world of the Daniel Craig Bond film, the other Bond films exist?
0: I, I, I do even I, know because there was there was a sense of continuity with the older Bonds, but I felt like with um with the Craig stuff, it was just this literal restart So like everything else didn't matter, right? So I, I, I don't know, right? Just so few more things before I get to read, right? Um, I do agree with Ricardo. They wasted um Lashana Lynch because she technically was supposed to be the replacement of Bondo, but right. she was just more delegated to the side as well, not really doing much. There was moments where she was just trying to fuck up Bond because he's old and he has a bum knee and all that kind of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. all right, and you know, I mean, okay, all right, but not. I didn't really get a sense of okay, this is why she's in this, and this is yep. why she should. Get, um, be past that torture. It's just like, yeah, she's just a random agent, and she's a woman, and she's dark skinned So yeah, let's let's just pick her. But nothing yeah. really screamed to me like, okay, this is why she's a great replacement right, the
3: sad part, the sad part is when you, when you see her in some roles and her poses, she looking like a badass. You know? like I know, I know. So yeah, I, am yeah. like, yeah, yeah. This I could totally buy her replacing Bond becoming the UWS or Yeah, and they do nothing with that.
0: Nothing, <laughs> nothing, man. Um. Anna de Amas, I mean, I love her, right? Hey. Uh, you, you know, forgot she was in this film. Yeah. She, uh, okay. Am I the only one who felt we could have gotten more out of her dread? Like, I get, well, I get right. the so context I, of why she was there for the scene, but yeah, it's like, I, I it was just there for the scene. She was just there, now one scene, and that's it. That's that's the last video of her. ever. Right. She doesn't come I, back.
3: Yeah, I didn't mind that personally because, like, yeah, she does there for that one specific mission. She did there for that. And it's this professional thing. And, well, they, 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 the whole point was to show, look, she's like the sexiest thing on the planet. And one do I have to get with her. Now. Like, I get that was a part of it. but Right.
0: You know, the, the still, progressiveness of the show, right? Yeah. Right,
3: right. But it still worked and it was fine. Like, I didn't have a problem with any of that. Um, right. so that's um, I don't really need her going forward or bringing her back into the story. Like, I, it makes sense, too. Like, logically. Right, right, right. You know, it makes some sense. So, uh, that's not right. the bottom
0: Right, so three more things, right? So, ah, uh, Christoph Waltz, again. Um, why, is in movie, right? why is he this movie, right? Why is he this movie? Because they, they, they have him there and they're thinking, oh, so they finally going to take down Spectre. And then Spectre is pretty, pretty much taken down, but yeah. it's in the most uneventful, yeah. biggest yeah. slap-to-the-face type of way. And it's like, wait, this is it? This is how Spectre ends? Yeah. What? Is this the final bond. Yeah, here's
3: the thing eh? I, I kind of didn't give a shit about Spock in the first place, so that's why I, didn't, I, I really couldn't care one way or the other. Like, I really didn't care. Like, I was like, oh okay. yeah, but
0: it, it just felt yeah. like it was just there to, to, like, padding, just to, you know, like we just needed this, this, this thing to to yeah, to add was, to the story. It, though, it, it really was, it was, a pro-
3: it was a progress. It's what we call a jobbing, right? You, you 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 kill off some badasses to make the other badass look more of a badass. That's the only reason they do that. Like, well, if other badass
0: didn't, didn't even do anything, I, exactly, that's that what I don't that shit. It's just as at, at the moment, as as you see, Bond is like, all right, I I go in for you now, right? I mean, like, he still have a plan, but the plan don't really matter because it's all about getting back at Bond, basically, for just getting in the way, I guess, right? Um, and you know, like, I do appreciate like what they do with with Madeline, like where her story goes as well. Right. Um. The the end. I I get what they were going for with the though, but it just still didn't rope me in though because i didn't feel like we got an emotional journey man because it was just a bunch of just padding in between and not so much about well okay well this is why we should care that this is bonds you know uh well essentially so craig's last out in there and you know that that's what felt like skyfall worked very well because you got the action but you still got the emotional sense of oh there's something bigger and more emotional going on right so yeah, you could complain that there's not much action in Skyfall, but I feel like tonally it works in terms of, right. oh, this is, this is why we're leading up to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then, well, last thing last though, just just the overall gripe I have with this, right? Just just in closing in terms of the series itself, right? So yes, I will give it that much. I mean, Daniel Craig did his best. He did he, he did his all, right? He is hands down one of the best bonds mm-hmm. ever, right? Um, but I've just felt though, just with the final one boy, they really could have just, um, they really could have reworked the script though. Because um, like, I, I mean, I, I understand, they're really going out of the way to make him more mature here, I get that, understand. But unfortunately though, and we talked about this before still have to do the bond isms right so every time that they have to try to bring in elements from the old films you know we uh, bring back some of the old stuff that the old fans like that's when things get problematic right so quantum assault is kind of kinda get away with it because you know it didn't really do anything much at all but to see like skyfall was a nice little way to to, to bridge that gap basically, without giving it too much of oh we need to do the the, the you know do the greatest hits again uh, but then Spectre, man, just had to do the greatest hits again. You know what I mean? We had to oh. get the From Russia With Love stuff. We had to get the the Spectre stuff, the fell stuff. And it just felt kind of out of place, this jumble, man. This one, they, 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 they tried to do it again, though, but they tried to balance it out with, oh, well, this is Bond's final hurrah, whatever it is. But again, it just it just didn't work. It was just clashing of tones. It just didn't work. And you really felt it with that villain, man. That, that villain just did not yeah. work at all. So... Yeah. Didn't hate this film as well too. I do appreciate the effort, like I said before, but um, and I will admit though, like as far as final Bond films, this is the best one. But that's not really saying any much. To, uh, that really saying anything, to be honest though. Um, and I talk about like films over more than two films, right? So that's excluding um, Timothy Dalton's work, right, and George Lazenby, okay. right. But yeah, man, with this one, boy, this could have been so much better, man. So. Didn't love it, didn't hate it Wanted to, to, to really enjoy it as as much as a lot of, a lot of people do But uh, for me, buddy, I'll give this a 3 Just a, just a 3 out of 5 It's aight for what it is If you want to see it on big screen, go see it on big screen If you want to wait till it comes on, Home Media You know, what? Yeah. wait till it comes out, right? Um, I, I guess I'll buy it on Blu-ray Because like I have just 24 films But, you know, I... just this one more And I'll have all 25, right? But um, yeah, I, I probably might take a really, really long while to actually own, to actually acquire that film, though. And just closing um, as the terms of who the next Bond will be, well, I, I guess we'll see. why. but um, the, the the franchise just really needs to figure out: okay, are we going to do a a brand fresh new take on Bond? Are we going yep. to modernize him for the next for the next generation? As they try to do, I should say, too little, too late with this film here. But at the same time, no. We just have to do them Bond-isms. We have to give you the, the megalomaniac with dreams of world domination, all that kind of stuff, though. And yet, in this particular film, though, it just doesn't fit. That's the problem. So again, too little, too late, man. And that's that's just the problem, man. But um, I, feel, I feel that the franchise will, you know, catch itself, as we say in though. But boy, uh, the, 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 the Broccoli's really need, really need to sit down and figure out where this, where this, where this character needs to go, man, and, and it shows with this film. It really shows.
1: Well, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm frustrated because, like, I know that like part of the press for this movie is the Broccoli's confirming that they're not planning on doing anything fresh with it. Like, the Broccoli's are definitely of the opinion that Bond is fine the way it is, which is frustrating because, I mean, I I felt that like. I will agree and we'll get into this when we talk about our feelings about the individual daniel craig films and this one doesn't sound any different and i'll, I'll wait until um my local public library gets it and then i will give it a watch but in the meantime it's just like i i like it, it never, like the bond isms is uh, i feel like one of the big problems of this like every time i feel like there's a bond movie i mean the, with, with the with the exception of the ones that i like I feel like every bad Bond film is dragged down because of trying to make do, deal with the Bond-isms. and like I feel like that was like the big problem with Spectre and it's disappointing to know that the Broccoli's even though they have an opportunity for a fresh start with Daniel with now that Daniel Craig is done they've made it clear that no they they're not doing a fresh take they're not planning on doing any kind of reimagining um and they don't and they've even shut down ideas of you know, exploring ideas like doing Bond as a television series or doing Bond as a streaming series or, um, you know, having spin-off movies like about this new 007, um, like, like they, they've just been like, no, we're going to continue to do exactly what we've done since the 60s. And I'm like, cool, like, like, um, although I, I had a question because you we were talking about how this is one of the better, um, final Bond films. Isn't this the only Bond movie where they knew ahead of time this was going to be his last one? Like for sure?
0: Um, yes, actually, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah.
1: And I know for Brosnan and Dalton, it, their departures were unexpected. Um, and I think Connery and Moore didn't get like send off films as much. So I think like Craig is the first Bond who's actually been able to get a send off movie. I think,
0: yeah, it, 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 yeah, yeah, actually, right. There. I think that's why a lot of people will appreciate it more, man. But as far as a send off, uh, just, I just felt it. We, we it it should have been decent. Of instead of, well, yeah, because you know, Craig's just fed up of just doing all of his his um his his stunts and you know all the press and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he's done. So yeah, we get what you get, right? That that's kind of how it feels like. Right? He's just done. So we're done too. You know, it, it kind of came off like I, that.
1: I feel I'm I'm disappointed that I predicted this. Like I'm very I I wanted to be especially with some of the trailers i wanted to be wrong about this movie like i was like some people. there were some people comparing it to license to kill and i was like maybe
4: but really? then like yeah i <laughs> really <don't
0: though>?
1: know like- <laughs> oh <laughs> right. so oh, oh, okay okay <laughs> I, w- I would love
0: to see a a a a, a comparison video I <laughs> yeah, that. I see this video.
1: <laughs> yeah go now, ahead like, like, sorry now and now I'm like I it doesn't and now I'm like no it doesn't doesn't sound like it at all really and it's like disappointing because like I mean I don't I'm not rooting for it to not do badly as much as I might joke I'm just like like I was hoping like I I would have absolutely loved to like show up at, like or to watch the movie and be like oh this is actually really good they actually delve deeper into the like in they they, they delve deeper and broke the mold and like really dip like really like dived in and like did something new and exciting so the fact that it's just more of the same is disappointing to say the least i think for me
0: yeah well we might as well use this as a segue to jump into the second part well not the second half anymore but just the second part of you know the, the best and worst of the board special right so in this case it's gonna be well about daniel craig right so um we have five films to to you know to just run through and uh, basically what we're going to do here is just sort of run through, just rank basically, uh, you know, the the Bond teams of, you know, that era uh, from top favorite to least favorite. And then we're going to pick uh, best and worst uh, James Bond film from, you know, that era as well, right? So um, just, just, just to kick things off, right? Just to kick things off proper, right? Um, you know... It was like you know, like um while whilst preparing for No Time to Die, um, you know, I just re- I just couldn't help but remember, you know, back when, you know, um Casino Royale dropped, right, in two thousand six, right? And, you know, seeing it in theaters and just being blown away, right? And you know, today I, I still rank it uh, amongst one of the best action films ever made in my opinion, right? And just thinking about it again, though, it what really makes it work, though, is that it, re-events, it re-events, reinvents the character in a smart way, though. Um, but it really does feel like the origin story that we never got before, right? That's why a lot of people will make the, um, the comparison with Batman Begins. Like, this is the Batman Begins of the Bond franchise, right? Like, we've never really got it before. And, you know, just it, it, it just makes perfect sense that, you know, the, the Brockleys, right, who at the time were thinking about the next direction of Bond following 9-11, right? That's why they had to drop... Um, um, you know, Pierce Bronson after that Another Day, right? She's so like, yeah, let's go back to the beginning, right? And, you know, that's what they did. They went to Ian Fleming's first Bond novel, that would be Casino Royale. And out of that, they just crafted such a great film, you know? It it basically deconstructed Bond, though, by the same time, show, you know, Bond before he became the Bond that he is, right? And then, you know, I would say that the the two subsequent films, though, was where he became the character that we know from you know all the other films right so yeah um i would say for me um casino royale was just a hell of a way to, to kick things off the mere fact that he got martin campbell back to just read to just inject life into this franchise was just amazing in my opinion too. um Quantum solace, I still felt, you know, dropped the ball in terms of just taking the 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 Bond character further and you know, you could have said, Well it was a writer's strike and blah 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 and you know, we brought in Paul Haggis last minute or something like that, right? But yeah, um this, this that one really did feel like, you know, there was a show any um direction of the character, right? But then, you know, Sky Four was a return to form, you know what I mean? And I yeah, I would still see this as my second favourite Bond film and you know, what I love about it really was that It paid a lot of tribute to the old films and just kind of bridge a gap between both the old school and the new school bond, right so it give you you know just subtle hints of the older films right? the Sean Connery stuff right but at the same time you felt the progression of the character and then of course with the character of M you know me played brilliantly at that point by Judi Dench right um and then Spectre happened and you know I, I never forgot being so excited to see Spectre though that teaser trailer was so amazing in my opinion though the way how they built tension there Christopher. Yeah, then he and Christopher Waltz, right? Who had one two us because any time, he right? Who? And then you see it now and it's typical I, I need to carry nonsense. you to my secret lair. I need to tell you about my plan. And I'm gonna inject stuff in I, your brain. I'm the, I'm the author I'm of your gonna, pain. That yeah, function. I'm the author of your pain. And oh by the way, I may or may not be your brother. Huh? Or you mm-hmm. all that kind yeah, of stuff. It's just yeah. like oof. Come on, come on, right? And then, of course, well, you know, uh, 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 you know, talk just now there about um, No Time to Die and, you know, thoughts on that, right? But uh, just just uh, as the intro, right, just quick intro. Uh, Ricardo, just your thoughts on, you know, um, on Craig's Bond films.
3: Yeah, right. So, I, I again, I, I thought he get really strong with Casino Royale. I love Casino Royale. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Like, I, I went in because, like, yeah, they're just trying to, like one of the earlier alert trailers had him looking a lot like Sean Connery, so I thought we were gonna get that. Like, oh, they're gonna try to tap into Sean Connery energy and do that. And I'm like, yeah, I thought I thought it wouldn't have been that good. And then I just ended up really enjoying the, the film. Great, great script. A lot of great side character side characters in it. Um, this fellow um, what's his name? Blanco, black actor. He, oh, uh
0: um, Yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. He was good. The villain was good. he um, yeah. yeah, Who, who shows
0: up? Who, who's who's like one of Jim Jamosh's uh go-to, go-to actors? Yeah, actors, you know, yeah. right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, that yeah. Sorry? That guy. He he was in he was in Ghost Dog and he was in um, Ghost Dog. Right. He was in Ghost Dog. Uh, I forgot. Was a black man Yes, he was. was he was. Like, man, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The but guy, no, like like. But Flay has lower left. Yeah.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The guy with the police on the stuff. Yeah. I just lower left. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic, in my opinion. Um, just just a solid script. Great action from start to finish, in my opinion. And they actually make a goddamn card game exciting, dude. Like, they make that work. And, they, and then... I know, and right? And then the height, the height of the movie, what I know I would absolutely love this movie, Dutch scratching, right? Look it up. Yes. Or probably, or probably not. You shouldn't. But when they did that scene, I was like... They actually have this in a Bond movie. Trend know, right? but it was it was pretty it was pretty bad. as all all things are wrong. Loved it. Yeah. Um. One right right like, side. Right side. You know, yes, yeah. What yes. I mean? What <laughs> main, yeah. One of the main reasons I really like this is um, they incorporated a, basically a post nine eleven narrative in Bond. Like that was like really smart. Like. At the time, everybody's like, "Wait, how are you gonna do Bond in this post-terror world?" And uh, what do you call it, the Bond, the, the born franchise taking over. And no, they actually like justify my sexist purpose. They make a, a good counter narrative to the American approach because the, the war in Iraq was well on the on the way at, at its point. So it's already smart, like script in that sense. I was like, no, it's a lot of money flowing and real world how to deal with terrorism. Like, there's that message of of aesthetics um, and approaches made it work, in my opinion. That, at least for me. 2006 record right um that's why it worked and then yeah m you know judy dentists m comes back she's great she has good good chemistry with daniel craig they bounce off each other in fact i think they bounce off better than than her and um what do you call him Did i felt and yeah i i just really enjoyed this film ponda squandered all of that right uh I didn't hate Quantum of Solace in principle. Now here's the thing with Quantum of Solace. If you watch it right right after Casino Royale, it's not that bad. Right, in my opinion. If you do that, true, it, true, because true. It, it it works as a kind of just a general denouement to, to Casino Royale. If you but it's basically an extended denouement. That's what it feels like. Like there's a just a ending. Like it's yeah. just a, and, and a I actually
0: appreciate like the final moments and then when you right. see the the iconic um you know gun barrel thing no, that was cool that was cool that was cool right. I like yeah. that. and yeah. it's a good it's a good postscript The script was a little
3: too grounded in my opinion like it's just about water rights in Bolivia and by the way the the, the whole story is a lot more grounded or well, I should say it's less villainous than the real story behind the water rights like if it, if we, you do we... that if you do that that little piece of research it's like oh the real world people are actually more villainous than the bond villains like, this what you is have?
2: what this is this this is a real
3: thing that I'll get to. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, reasons. Yeah, and um, so that's why I, I felt the script didn't work. It was a little too grounded and a little too realistic, and it didn't it didn't tie in particularly well. Like I know I mentioned nine eleven before, but like with this, it, it is kind of a little too. It doesn't tie in, and it's not that interesting. To be fair, like you have to do, like here's yeah, the thing with that: it's very villainous, but it's not interesting, right? It's genuinely villainous. All that shenanigans involving water rights in Bolivia but not interesting. And I felt they needed to, to spice it up. Le Chiffre in Casino Royale was interesting, right? And and grounded, but but still interesting. This is like more bureaucracy shenanigans. But it makes sense. And the villain was basically evil Al Gore. It worked. So t- to that extent. I don't love Skyfall anywhere near as, as much as anyone else. But, you know, my boy, the cinematographer, he's the one who saved that movie. Right, oh yeah, uh, Roger Deacons wow, 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 sacred.
0: wow, wow. Wows, the, movie looks,
3: yeah, the movie looks amazing. It's not an okay script, but because it reminded me too much of Dark Knight, I couldn't get into it. Um, but it's still fine. Um, for what it was, and I, and I, and I dug it. But yeah, Roger Deacon saved that shit, like real save it. Um, but for the most part, it it just um, it's kind of it doesn't really it doesn't really work all that well for me. It's kind of silly and. I felt they could have done more with with Bond's characterization in this one. It's more of it's more of M's movie in this one. I felt because she had to kind of explain and justify her existence and justify an mm. MI existence, and I like that part. But for the most part, it it just didn't. It, it's nowhere near as good as as I thought it could have been. Um, but it's still fine. Uh, but I, I like it. It you know, Roger he conceived it, as they say. And then we get the Spectre. Holy shit! How to squander a fucking movie trailer?
0: Oh,
3: I miss. How to squander, squander villains, that idea. I mean, this was a mess, top to bottom. I was so pissed off. I was so pissed off at this movie. I mean, Christoph Wall right? good gosh, right? you get I mean, he was he just come out like a battle to hell for me with with um with that you con- Tantino movie. Um yeah Glorious Bastards. Yeah Glorious Bastards, right? And I was like oh, this dude amazing. And you know we have a bunch of other films coming down the pipeline. Did um forget did, did Jang on chains come out before this?
0: It, uh, it came up. yeah it came, before, it came right, before right right
3: right so he it was, it was already right so he was already right I had it right Django Chin creating that you know I enjoy I, I enjoy him in everything and so i thinking ah oh, Bond movie boy again a, a hard movie I was not as disappointed this was probably one of the bigger disappointments in a film since Kevin Spacey as Lex Luto. like it was that level of crap like and you, had you just, just had to
0: remind me of that huh? yeah you know?
3: <laughs> but it, 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 I could not believe how, they, how did you mess up this movie the script sucked like, and then they basically rip off Winter Soldier. Nothing was working in this. Again, for some reason, you know, um, M was kind of dumb in this. Like, not as bad as in this new film, but he's still kind of dumb. Like, it's like... Yeah, uh, yeah. He, uh, he he
0: got fooled so easily. just it. Yeah,
3: you yeah, got some smarter cautionary decisions with this, you know. And, you know, you could, like, design this. out. And they just have him just, like, bungling about now. Like, it's not working at all. Um, right. As I said, as I said uh, it, it's just a mess. It doesn't work. And I did do the author of your pain nonsense, and then they reveal that what Blofeld was to Bond, I was I was I almost walked out of the theater. I was like, what? That's so doortisher. Whatever. I got it it was in and out. Um, but leo Sidu was okay in it and you know it, it had some cool moments Q was pretty good in it I thought uh, you know I actually enjoyed some of his moments and he was pretty funny in it so I, I was trying to, i was trying to pit, put you know pull the good out of it um my boy Jaoxy Destroyer was in this and he was okay in it I thought he could
0: have yeah, even though he's pretty much played the same tough guy from from yeah. Russia with love right
3: right i didn't I didn't mind that it was it was all right he was he was okay and I was like all right he had he, had a, he wasn't in that intimidating other than his size. But, you know, you know, usually guys like that are supposed to be, like, just stone-cold killers. Um, but it was all right. The fight at the end was okay. It, it, they could have done more with it. But it was, it was kind of goofy. It reminded me of the, the final fight in um, Live and Let Die in the train. Similar. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. A little bit like. That. that's about it. Um, Yeah, it was a mess. Rubbish. And, well, this new one. Um... It came and went. It was a film. <laughs> um,
0: it, it was a film that came out in 2021. Yeah, we, it. we waited for it. We waited for it, and then and then it came out. So you know, we... one, it was one of the films I watched. I mean, yes, it, it, it just came it was the went. first and, film I saw on big screen since right. you know the the lockdown. So. Right.
3: Nothing nothing about it really stuck out, and it was just a bunch of squandered opportunities. Not as bad as Spectre. Not as bad as Spectre, but still pretty bad. Like it was just. Uh, I'm could to way more with this. Um, for the most part, but uh, I didn't hate it. And it's, it's fine. I give it a five out of ten, as you hood. So yeah, that's it.
0: All right, uh, Tracy, uh, just just quick run through of just how you felt about um, well, four of the five um, you know, Craig bond films.
2: I'm 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 in that hole. When I first saw Daniel, I legitimately thought Sean, Uh, so I had that even that hole. <laughs> They are uh, the scene with him coming out of the water in the in the trunks and the feast and everything I was Like, okay, that's that's Sean. But Daniel actually gave me for whatever of a better way of putting it, Daniel Daniel felt like life um, in it. I remember when so PS was finished and now is it. And I I can't remember I, I went on with my life as powerful usual and then news broke that they have the new actor and you know they love to do these press conferences and everything around it to let everybody know what's happening and here he is daniel craig and i was trying to remember what i had seen him in because i can't remember seeing him in anything well you know you so,
0: see that right you one film i remember seeing him for and even though it's a small role i loved it uh Root a petition he was you know, he was Newman's that actually is one of my all-time Favorite movies, I, I would dare see one of my all-time favorite um, Tom Tom <laughs> Hanks films, like period.
2: And then, and he's,
1: also, then hmm? he's also got that starring role in a Matthew Vaughn's Layer Cake,
2: right? Yes. Right. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The highest case for me, if you if you really want to have a bit of hilarity, is consider the American accent uh, Daniel Craig in a. Uh, what is it? What was it? It was, it was Lara Croft 2. And he is Lara's, Lara Croft 1. Lara Croft 1. Was it 1? Was it 2? Was it 1? It was 1.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, the American is with the British accent and the British guy is the other <laughs> archaeologist with the American accent. So that is the only thing. I don't even remember, I honestly lay cake and all that other stuff that really fall into my brain. It's Lara Croft. Um, but I was really happy to see, like, what Casino Royale did. Um, I My take with Bond's is that there's always... Bond bon tends to work in um, flux. One film is going to be stellar, or in the very least, good. And then the other one is going to be meh, um, or at the very worst, worst. Um, so uh, that sort of quote-unquote tradition continued on inside Daniel's movies but I felt like it was it was really cool the one the one hilarity that I remember on a side is when he had finished um he had finished Spectre and like about a month afterwards you know or sometime close to well not really a month but like sometime close to launch uh, a reporter asked him if he's ready to go and do it again and he said he would rather you know, run glass in his eyes or something along those lines. And a few people, um, including Ellen. Well, well Pompeo, to be
0: clear, he said he he would rather break a glass and slit his wrists.
2: Right. There you go. <laughs> um I remember people there were a few people who who were a little annoyed with him for saying that because he was you know, but then you re- you, you you know, you realize and I think he himself clarified it, the idea of you've just come off of working on this and all the stunts and everything like that. You need some time to breathe before you even think about the other one. And maybe before they, you know, roll a truck in front of your house with money. Um, So I, there's that. I have yet to see, um, if I'm being really honest, I have yet to see no time to die. I can't get away from my desk right now. Um, I've yet to see no time to die. So I suspect, but I suspect I will still go in with my jacket and my shades and, Pretend to be, you know, Mr. Bond, and 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 go and have I don't know an orange juice shake or stewed. I don't know what the hell will happen. <laughs> <laughs> but therein lies, therein lies that. And 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 like Sir Bailey, I do intend to go and get the, um, because yeah, I have I have most of them on on DVD. I do suspect that, seeing as how all of these films are, over, they might come out with some sort of special re re something special edition. Of all of them together, again, as it Four, um, in, in 4K, today. in 4K. I don't think... Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is uh, there a 4K release? I, I Probably there is. I, I don't um, think so. I maybe don't, they're going to wait sure. until No Time comes out officially and they're yeah. going to put up on 25, so, you, you
2: know. know yeah. yeah, so you're going to have the quarter, the quarter bond and all the other good stuff. Um, yeah. I, I just generally... I generally liked um, how Daniel portrayed over the course of the films. Um, even if at times, you know, certain things within the script or the story on the whole was left to be desired, Daniel as a Bond. Okay, I I didn't have a problem with it. It was Daniel as a Bond, um, Pierce as a Bond, except for that one, which shall never be named again. Um, and then, of course, uh, The World is Not Enough. And then a, a, a few of the others in the back there. Daniel, for me, is at the top. Well, not at the top. That's a lie. But Daniel is... N- Daniel is up there in terms of his portrayal of James, so yeah, that's my that's my little take on this whole scene. All right,
0: and before we get to you know our respective lists, right? So, uh, CC, as someone who you know was recently introduced to the world of Bond, um, just 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 quick overall thoughts on the you know the the Daniel Craig films up to up to Spectre,
1: right? Um, it was, I, cause, okay, you have to remember that I came into the Daniel Craig films at the tail end of just having made it through 20 Bond movies and being, and having just watched, um, Die Another Day and I was exhausted. I was, <laughs> I was very done and very bored with this franchise and the formula and questioning why it was so popular. And then I watched Casino Royale and I was like, oh, oh. Here we go, here we go. And I got that pleasant like that 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 pleasant feeling that I get with like only if very with with very few of the of the of the James Bond movies where I actually i where I almost feel like I understand it for a moment, right? Um, I'll get more into that when we talk about favorites and least favorites, but um no, I um it like, like at the time. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And, and I was, I was kind of, I was shocked by how self-aware it was, because like the fact that like Bond's aggression and his like, um, like Bond's aggression and his anger and his just like, um, just like, uh, just, just like how much how much he he seemed to think that like the solution to problems was to shoot them or punch them, and then being sent on a mission where he has to tap into that whole. Suave thing was really clever, and it was a good way to mess with the conventions of Bond. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm here for this. This looks really cool." And then I watched Quantum of Solace, which it's amazing how my two least favorite Daniel Craig movies are bad, but for completely different reasons. Because Quantum of Solace isn't bad in a Bond film way; it's bad in an incoherent two thousands action film way. Yep. Yep. it's all all the worst tropes of the incoherent action scenes, convoluted yep. chaos, chaos, we don't
0: want shaky calm. No one chaos wants shaky cinema. calm in
1: Bollywood. Yeah. Chaos, chaos A cinema that like legitimately started because I, I like the thing about two thousands action films was you started with like Tony Scott who was interested in like trying to create movies that like the action scenes felt. Like they're trying to create the feeling of, of an action scene and like the idea right. of what it be like to be there yeah. um, and be in it. But then somehow along the way, we got very confused. And I feel like we even got to the point where complaining about Shaky Can became a cliche, except no one except no one was rushing to defend it either. Like we'd all yeah. like we all we all were like complaining. Well, like most, most of
3: people most the problem is that it's one of those things you have to know how to utilize. Like very few filmmakers know how to new use shaky cam. So when the average person uses, it, they just kinda of mess it up. They just think you just have to run around with a camera. It's like, no, dude, you have aesthetic and a style to it. They still have to frame stuff up and whatever it is. And it's it's only a handful of filmmakers pull it off well. And like I don't know, it's like, you know, eighty percent of filmmakers who try shaky cam just fail. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Now.
1: And, and that's not even getting into the film... That's not even getting into the filmmakers and stars who loved Shaky Cam because it was a way to, like, cheat with action scenes. Right. Like, like Liam Neeson or Steven yeah, Seagal. Yeah, yeah, he's a wuss, yeah. But they would use Shaky Cam to hide that these actors can't do the action very well. So Quantum of Solace is in the middle of that, and it's bad because it encapsulates everything that was wrong with 2000s action films at the time. And then Skyfall, which i i love that movie i have two very distinct problems with it but um i'll get more into but but like what i also really appreciate about it was it it finally for me felt like a delivering delivering on a concept that i had wanted for james bond for a long time and because i had as early as um connery i had felt that rather than setting bond against some mega maniacal um, villain, of, oh, I will take over the world. I wanted to see him go up against either a professional assassin or a rival agent. And I felt like that. Right, would, yeah. yeah. Like, that's right.
0: another thing I loved about, about Skyfall to be honest. Yeah.
1: yeah. exactly. Like the idea of like the, cause, cause I love, um, cause I'm so tired. I'm generally tired of the cliche of be the villain It's like, ha, you and I are the same. Because like so much of the time it's just it's just words. It doesn't actually mean what they say. It is when you sit down and think about it, like, wait, no, they're not. But with with like setting Bond up against another agent, like the bad guy being a rival agent, is a brilliant thematic concept. And yeah. and, it's, I, it's
3: why and I is why worked, okay? Right? Yeah.
1: Right. And there were so many moments where I felt like the early Bond films teased the idea, but didn't deliver on it. Like, I really love, like, like, for example, for me, the, the the reason I dislike Man with the Golden Gun is the idea of setting Bond against a professional assassin is genius, but then having it go so wrong.
4: <laughs> for real. So,
1: so wrong was very disappointing. So Skyfall finally delivers on that concept. And like you're saying, like, it, 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 it kind of bring it, it, it's almost, it, it's very self-aware and postmodern about the way it handles espionage and secret agents because not only is the bad guy like rivaling, the bad guy is like a disposed agent. Like the guy is like a, a secret and and previous agent that was used and thrown away and is now back for like vengeance. And that is genius. And then and then like Roger Deakins and Sam Mendes work so well together. I mean, the visual language they use is brilliant. And I think that's what elevates Skyfall. Um, and then the problem with and then you get Spectre, which was a crushing disappointment because like again, I've just watched 24 23 of these movies now and the Craig films are finally giving me hope and I'm like, okay, we're finally starting to get a little more self-aware, we're exploring thematic ideas. And then Spectre. And I was like, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And it's just, it's just this depressing feeling of we have run as hard as we can to stay in exactly the same place. It's the Red Queen effect. And like, and I feel like the problem with Spectre, and this is one of my major problems with Skyfall, we really couldn't go anywhere except Spectre with the way Skyfall is. With like the way Sky, not yeah, the way Skyfall ends with with the whole thing. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Skyfall. But the way Skyfall ends with the whole like the the death of one M and the other M and the, the new M and then we set up we we've established money, Penny. We've set up the gadget guy and like the whole and even the office is supposed to look the way it does in Doctor No. The problem is it ends with and now it's the Bond you know and love and I was like oh.
0: <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That that's the problem. Right. I'm like, you just have to go back to they just have to stick with that formula.
1: We didn't. We absolutely did. And like the problem is that ending because it cause and it and it, it, it turns the Craig films into a prequel series, kind of, in this weird way. Like very spe- almost specifically of the Connery era. And then but it's so and it sets and it sets up this precedent where then Spectre has nothing to do. But retread old ground and then Spectre does but it ends up like I'm falling out of favor with the man right at the moment but Patrick Willems on YouTube made a great point that Spectre's plot twist is one that the villain and the hero were secret brothers like often powers uses that same twist as like a joke <laughs> real,
0: yeah oh yeah sorry <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah but then then they we, we do it in Specter and it's supposed to be completely straight and I was like oh, no <laughs> yeah. which and that and that single-handedly is what killed my interest for no time to die because i'm sitting here like fool me once shame on me fool me once, shame on you fool me twice, fool me twice
0: shame on me yeah by
1: the time we get to time 25 i don't <laughs> i don't know what to even say at this point anymore so no um,
0: yeah, well, but I would love that you know one day, maybe some years from now, you'll actually check out Bond Twenty Five and you could, you know, share your thoughts on that.
1: I, I'll definitely. I, I feel like what I'm going. As, as I said, I'm going to wait until like my local public library finally picks up a copy, like a year from now, and then I'll like borrow it and sit down and actually catch up. And I'll, like I'll make it no secret. But maybe I'll watch it and then also watch the parody. You know, also never say again just to be a completionist but like i'm i'm not in any hurry to spend good hard hard money on on the 25th film in this franchise after specter very aggressively was like now we're back to the old bond and i was like after four decades (laughs) yeah 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 we spent four decades back in the same place Uh, no i'm yeah craig two of my favorite two of my two of my favorite bond movies of all time and one mess and one film that is like a lot of people were throwing around things like specter is one of the worst bond films of all time and i'm like nah fam nah no, nah
3: no it's not here Spectre, it's bad eh? it's bad and a big disappointment but not close to the woods
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah agree. Okay. All right, so um, I am just going to. What I will just do is just run through my uh, top favorite to least favorite Bond team, and then afterwards I'll jump into favorite and least favorite Bond film. Right. So uh, top favorite, I have to give it to Skyfall. Um, Adele's song is still one of the best. Bond teams I've ever heard in my life. It was much deserving of an Oscar, um, of an Academy Award. I was so happy that it won. I was happy that it got nominated to begin with. Uh, the visuals for the opening sequence are amongst the best I've seen. One of the best opening sequences I've seen to a Bond film <clears throat> ever, in my opinion. Um, Adele's song, just stay, It Just Stays With You. Just so haunting and just so brilliant. And Thomas Newman's score for this is just masterful in my opinion right uh number two we have casino royale you know my name right um chris cornell you know what i mean delivering any song here and why this work though is again uh well sorry uh david arnold behind the scenes i i i would say that he is probably one of the most he's, he's probably one of the most underrated film composers out there though because i thought that as far as the music for casino royale i yeah he just knocked out the park though but this particular song um Got you so pumped up, though. Just got you so excited. Just that... You know what I mean? That opens it, though. Just got you so like excited just to go back into the world of Bond, basically, right? So that's why I enjoy it. Third one, believe it or not, I'm going to have to give it to Writings on the Wallman from Sam Smith. Um, this was a song that I didn't really fancy the first time I heard it. Then when I saw it in the film, didn't really care for it, though. But the more I think about it, though, I, I kind of realize why it's the way it is though. And I would say that Thomas Thomas Newman's score for this though was brilliant. Like I love the music for this particular song in particular, right? But because you were getting a sense of, oh well, this is the end. Like we're leading up to the end of, you know, of of Craig's run. That's why Sam Smith's vocals sound so mournful and so melancholy, right? And lyrically it it, it stays with you. It, it it's really it sounds very, very, very dramatic though, but the dramaticness about it works in terms of what the film was going for that's all i would say right uh number four i'm gonna give it to billy eilish for no time to die um this was a song that the first time i heard i was like okay we're still doing this dreary mournful sad route okay 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 but um in the context of the film, Cena is the last one. It, it it makes sense, and I thought that the Hans Zimmer music behind it was great as well. Billie Eilish, not the biggest fan of her her music, but you know she she killed it. And right now she is, if if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> the youngest singer to do um you know to do a Bond up uh, to do a Bond team song, right? So I mean props to her for that, right? Um, but I would say though why why. I prefer it over the last one is that it actually fits with, again, what they were aiming for with, you know, No Time to Die, right? Uh, Last but not least, unfortunately, least favorite. I have to give it to Another Way to Die, but unfortunately, I mean, Jack White is great. I love Alicia Keys and all that. And I would say David Arnolds, score sounds, it's going for the same sort of fun vibe that, you know, the vibrant vibe that they were going for with, um, with, uh, you know, my name, but a little more jazzy a little bit more edgy though and i actually think that the music in this outshines the the the, the singers themselves unfortunately right uh um, but yeah lyrically i just can't remember a single lyric from it unfortunately though i remember cadences but i don't really remember actual lyrics from it though not saying that you know the song is bad it's just forgettable in my opinion right but the music is great though i must say right as far as uh top sorry best and worst bond sorry in the craig series uh top for for sure has to go to casino royale but as i said before this is hands down one of the best action films ever made though it just reinvented bond in just such a great way and it gave you just so much thrills you know i mean just from that opening sequence, how grimy it was though and it just didn't stop though that that parkour scene though is amongst one of the best you know Chase scenes Like foot chase scenes I've ever seen On screen period In my opinion Right And you know Like like I said Ricardo though They made a card game They made a, 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 a You know They made a poker game Seem tense You know what I mean And it's just how They kept building this story Building it Building it Building it Building it, building it Right They give you little moments of drama And all that kind of stuff though. But you know It still kept you engaged Even right down to the end You know what I mean Just that That brilliant conclusion You know we with, with Daniel Craig scene for the first time Names Bond James Bond Love that, right? As far as least favorite goes, no surprise has to go to, has to go to Spectre. right? this this one could have been so much better. Just this hype around it, this they this had us so excited. Like, oh my God, you know, Bond's finally going to take down Spectre. Like, this is a group that that pretty much led you know Vesper um, Vesper's character played by Eva Green to her demise. So now he's gonna take them down. I know it's just, well, oh, it's Blowfell, and, you know, I'm your brother and they arrest him. So he's not even, he doesn't even die in the film, right? So it, it was just a letdown in, in the worst ways, though. But like I said before, in the previous, you know, part of the, the special, I don't hate those films. I won't see any film is trash. Even Die even Another Day, I won't see like, that he's the worst thing ever, though. But as far as the Craig Outings go by, yeah, this is easily the most disappointing film um, in the series, hands down. All right, so Ricardo, um, favorite t- top favorite to least favorite Bond team, uh, followed by favorite and least favorite Bond film. Okay, well, uh,
3: okay yeah, I, I, I kind of don't really rank them in my head per but yeah, my favorite is probably uh skyfall then the
0: casino royale team all right all right i'll figure you that's um that song on top though because yeah uh, that's how much you love casino Royale, now you know okay yeah yeah uh now nah, but skyfall is a
3: better team I, I like it mm. more um yeah then then Casino Royale, yeah, casino is number two the third one is probably this one, the new one for no oh, time, to time today, right? Yeah, then, then um, Spectre and then the last one, was the one with Alicia Keys and Jack
0: White, I think. Yeah, that that's what. you, see, you yeah, still that... even remember who's in it?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was just like kind of noisy and discordant. Like it didn't feel like a Bond song at all. It was weird. And yeah. the, two of them, the two of them didn't mix at all. Like two of them individually good together, good by themselves. but together they just didn't work for some reason. As we just. Right? I just remember it. Just this didn't gel together particularly well. It was kind of shocking. Uh, yeah, so I just more the music. Right. Um, so for, best and
0: worst. Daniel Craig Bond film. Right.
3: Same as you. Um, Skyfall. Sorry. Um, Casino Royale my favorite. Um, least favorite Spectre. Um, Skyfall is great, but it I had some issues with it. Whilst Casino Royale from top to bottom, I I just totally enjoyed it. Not a perfect film, but it just really really well done. As I say that scratching isn't a movie dread. god damn that's amazing i know right that's <laughs> hilarious i can't believe yeah. they put that in a movie like i can't believe i, I can't believe that was a abort movie like you're serious yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think anybody who saw that see for the first time was like <laughs> yeah. oh shit okay wow like yeah. is, is this gonna go is this is this like bordering on, on an hour here <laughs> what going on yeah, here? You know? I mean, yeah it's hilarious, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's absolutely right. hilarious yeah Yeah. all right well well tracy um you know the music man um so just just (laughs) ranking you know the the bond themes from top to least favorite and then your pick for best and worst craig bond film
2: cool so the thing with with that i I always love about a, a bond film a bond theme sorry is you can if you really play into the lyrics you get a medium amount of spoilers as to what's going to happen um and, the, and it's 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 kind of hilarious like that so for me uh my favorite following in line with the rest of you guys is actually skyfall i remember
0: nice.
2: listen i remember sitting down. i remember sitting down in my office and mm-hmm. two days before they start putting up like they, they had the site up and it's like okay two days before the theme and oh my god adele is going to be running this theme and how is this going to be great and this is going to be amazing and then like one day to it and then like the day before. They put like a 30 second clip or something like that and you hear Adele singing and a little bit of brass and it's like I need this and then getting the actual song and walking all through Port of Speed with this thing in my ears singing this is the end and you knew somebody was going to die and I genuinely thought it was either going to be they were going to do a new bond and get rid of James because of something that they said in the lyrics or it might have been M, and then of course it turned out to that it was M. So Adele, um, Adele's Skyfall is my favorite. Uh, you Know My Name, Chris Cornell's You Know My Name mm-hmm. is uh, my second favorite in it. I like No Time to Die comes next. No Time to Die. No Time to Die is a better writing on the wall. Um uh, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. It's yeah. it's, it's a, it it feels like a better writing on the wall. Um, and the funny thing about it is I actually quite like all of them as like um singers. I will say though, I I remember when um uh Star Trek, the last Star Trek movie came out, and I heard the theme that Rihanna sang, the main song that Rihanna sang for it, um uh, and a sledgehammer, whatever the name of the song was. And yeah. I thought she should do a Bond because this sounds like it should be an a Bond film more than a Star Trek film, but as another story by itself. So the last two on my list, I actually um, used to kill Another Way to Die um, because okay. I have okay. the DVD. I have the DVD. Uh-huh. So, like, you know, when you have the DVD, you have the special sections and you actually have the music video by itself. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, there is a part. I will give it to. I will I, I agree with Ricardo, There is a part in it, like when they're doing the ohs, and your voices <laughs> doesn't match. Um, no. But I do like again with the lyrics because he's just coming off of the betrayal and the death of of his love. So the idea of you know the, the woman across the street, you know, your the person that you think that you can trust is just another way to die. That kind of set up for me, but it's still in terms of, like, Bond themes, okay, it's where it is. And then finally, in terms of uh, least favorite, because it's not like they're bad, but least favorite is writing on the wall, uh, which I have made, personally, a a few of my own spoofs while I'm standing up in the kitchen on that song. I, I don't know. I expected more. I expected them to do more with Sam because it's Sam. Uh, but I, uh, I just wasn't feeling it. So at the end of the day, top, the top remains Skyfall and the end remains Writing on the Wall. <clears throat> All right. And then uh, in terms of... Hmm?
0: right. No, I was going to say, right, so best and worst, um Craig Bond film.
2: So my, my best um, Craig films I was kind of actually a little hard for me because I was thinking about the two of them. However, I am going to give best uh, to Casino Royale. Nice. Um, I give the best of Casino Royale. I, I, there's, there's like these little random quips inside the, you know, Like when, when she comes and sits next to him on the train, and she says the first line out of her mouth is, "I'm the money," and he says, "Every penny of it." And I remember chuckling. I remember, you know, him sitting down at the bar, and uh, uh, the, 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 the bartender asks him. Uh, what would, would you like? And he says, a martini. And he's, he says, how would you like it? Us he says, do I look like I bloody care? And, you know, the rawness of him, because he's a, you know, he's a double O, but he's not expected to live that long because double O's have a short life expectancy. And just even the, the, the that whole opening, um, that whole opening sequence that leads into the gun barrel. You know, it's unpolished. You know, he's still in his clothes. It's 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 Vespa saying to him, there are dinner jackets, and then they are dinner jackets." And this is the latter. I loved it, and I didn't even see her being, um, you know, that twist at the end, finding out who she was actually working for, and that kind of stuff. I didn't see that. I knew they. I, mean, I they didn't happened. either. <laughs> what I so, saw it. So, so it was for me. It was it was it was cool. I mean, admittedly, when he's typed up the resignation letter and everything like that and set it up i thought to myself well if they have him for multiple bonds there's going to have to be a way to bring something's going to have to happen to bring him back but the idea that she was the 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 mold or the, the one and then reasons um so for me casino royale is still my top and then my worst honestly is quantum of solace it is not Spectre oh, okay. first one mm-hmm. well, is sorry not, first
0: it, one to see quantum mm-hmm.
2: it is, yeah it really it really isn't specter specters too long and whatever and that kind of stuff like that and even the twist blow felt okay fine quantum of solace the problem i have with quantum of solace and, and ricardo started to touch on it is there was there is a ceo of a big company um they do chocolates and milk and all sorts of other good stuff and this man had the audacity to stand up and say that water is a privilege this was a report that went out in uh, around just I think it must have been like either before or something around around that same time, and he was saying water is a privilege and he doesn't think that everybody should have water and all this kind of thing. This is a man who uses gigantic amounts of water in his company's products, um, and it's like a major one of the major product, products keeping down here. And I remember think seeing that, and thinking and getting like legitimately disgusted by that whole scene. And then Quantum of Solace does this thing where they have the world's greatest resource, which you think would be oil, given the fact that they recreated the gold, the dead girl, gold scene, but with oil and all that kind of stuff. And it turns out to be water. The idea that, you know, these maniacs, these megalomaniacs, these, you know, all rich people who are just trying to control the world thinks of water as a resource. I thought that that had potential i thought that that story even though yes he's coming off of uh the death of vesper and he's still very very rugged and all that kind of stuff that had a uh, potential to go far and it was not realized even with the other the the other one that i know we're not all fans with there's still something the idea of well okay is this, this one guy who actually knows him and all this kind of stuff fine they click some boxes and they do what they have to do but quantum of solace for the sheer lack of not reaching its full potential, remains the worst um, Daniel for me. I mean, like there were some fun moments in The ally, especially with M saying, you know, you know, florists use the same thing in hyperbole and they have a man inside MI6 like everybody else. But I still find it so it's wasted potential. So those are my, that's my top and worst, or not so great, I should say, not so great Craig films.
0: All right, and CC, just to close things off, uh, um, Bond themes: top favorite, to least favorite, and then best and worst. Right? Sorry, I, best I, and uh, worst Bond film in right. the Craig series. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, I will. Uh, with I, I'll I'll try with both of these actually to work from worst to best, simply because I feel like I have been um, rather negative about this franchise, and I want to make it a little more positive. Um. So I will with with as far as Bond themes go. Um. I do not even remember another way to die. Like I, I, I couldn't hum that one for you. Like I couldn't. Like I, I have no. Um, and then um, I like you know my name. Like it's a it's a fun, uh, fun track. I I, I really love. Uh, I mean it, it's a lot of fun. It's one of the, it's one of the good Bond themes. But for me, for some reason, the three more like melancholy bond themes from the craig era are my favorites there's something about the exhaustion and the 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 pathos and about those three tracks that i honestly um love and it 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 feels it, it 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 delivers on a dramatic element of bond that i wish was in these films more consistently but i guess i'll have to settle for having it from the theme songs because the theme songs at this point especially those three are all kind of self-contained narratives in their own right so um um going up uh skyfall adele really good i uh, love that one um and then notes billy eilish's no time to die um i'm Billie eilish mega fan i've been i've been loving her evolution as an artist and then with Johnny Marr on guitar is like kind of also amazing and brilliant but I really love writings on the wall I and I can barely quantify why it's not only one of my favorites of the Craig or one of my favorite Bond themes period like there's something I think it's because it's such a self-contained narrative and it feels like its own story and like I'm a big fan of um effective singing you know like singing that has like a performative quality. It's one of the reasons why I um like Prince and Tom Waits are two of my favorite musicians. And I really get that from writings on the wall. Like it feels like it like like Smith is almost acting. Like there's a performative um narrative quality to it. And it's one of the reasons. So I think that yeah that's that's my favorite of the Craig Bond themes. Um and then as far I as
0: understand. Kids, I understand I mm-hmm. understand.
1: Yeah. And then as far as the Craig Bond films go, uh, also starting with worst working up. As much as I said both Quantum and Spectre are bad for different reasons, I feel like I will say Spectre is bad because, like, Spectre was disappointing. Because, like, after 20... like For me, there was something especially disappointing about being 24 films into this franchise and uh, having a film... Like, this was the point where I really realized, okay, this franchise needs a syringe full of adrenaline at this point because at this uh, it needs a kick in the rear because at this point the problem with the franchise like the thing whole actively holding it back is like the bondisms and the bond stuff at this point. Like that was the moment like Spectre for me is bad because it's like it, it it encapsulates so much that I find that I don't enjoy or that I dislike from James Bond. So, and like, so that for me ends up being my least favorite or worst of the Craig era. And then for favorite, it's honestly a split between Casino Royale and Skyfall. Because on the one hand, Casino Royale is a movie that I really love. It is, again, one of the best Bond films, but it's still got like a couple little Bond issues that hold it back from being like a perfect movie, obviously. And then Skyfall is a little bit more frustrating because skyfall a lot of people compare skyfall to the dark knight and i'm like i actually appreciate that because i am not the biggest fan of the dark knight so
0: yeah i movie, remember you said that yeah
1: right so a movie like skyfall that takes and my big problem with the dark knight is that my big problem with the dark knight is that it's basically a movie about like an agent trying to catch some or 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 a cop or something trying to catch a terrorist and it's not a superhero movie so right so skyfall takes that and makes and, and, and like if if you took if you took um the dark knight and stripped the soup any superhero surface level superhero traffic you'd get skyfall and so skyfall is everything i like about the dark knight with nothing with none of the things i dislike about or find frustrating about the dark knight but the thing that holds it yet again, the thing that holds it back are a couple like little Bond-isms that I find incredibly frustrating. So for example, for me, the biggest problem is the goddamn queer-coded villain. Like that's the thing that like up until his introduction, I was like, this could be the first Bond movie I give a 10. Wow. And then this guy walks in and starts like, and not just queer-coded, but like, leaning and like specifically leaning into the like predatory gay stereotypes right and mm, I'm yeah. like, you're doing this in the 2010s yeah. yeah. it's
0: pointless yeah I, I would actually like love one easy to like do a little digging up to find out why w- the decision of having silver be played be that, like yeah. that to begin yeah, with that's pointless. Yeah. those oh. fellows kind of like all right this is where they're going okay And they, they played, they
3: played yeah. for laughs too huh? like there's a scene okay. where the, the island like yes. it's it, you know, it's followed by a very brutal moment, but like it's still like okay, but mm. yeah, yeah.
1: And like he is otherwise, otherwise he is one of the best villains Bond has ever gone with. Again, I love the idea of the of the discarded secret agent. Like it's brilliant. Yeah. And but then to add that element, like again, and it's not just making him. Like, it would be bad enough if he was just like queer coded and like bond was like you know very because especially since like bond is i mean i know they throw in that what i you think i have a line to try and imply that maybe he's like either dabbled in it or is like bisexual or whatever but sure. like at the end of the day bond is still very much like the hero of heterosexual men everywhere but at the same time so having like the pinnacle of masculinity go up against a villain that's not just queer coded but is like the embodiment of like like if Like, the again, and the age-old stereotypes of the predatory, creepy gay man whose gayness is the thing that makes him creepy and predatory. Like, if I had to point out that trope to anyone, I would always say the villain Silver from Skyfall is the perfect example of that trope. It, like, encapsulates that trope in just every shape, size, form. And that, it's weird to say that, because I normally don't believe in, like, one element that... Can derail a film, but for me, that aspect of it, and especially since it's so, it's heavily loaded. Like you're you're setting up one of the most aggressively heterosexual male heroes in pop culture against a villain that is made created with out of date, with like a horrendously outdated gay stereotype. And for anyone to try and pretend like, oh, no, no, it's it's okay. No, 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 it's not. Don't don't. Kid yourself and it's a it's a brutal shame and this is like one of my major frustrations with this franchise because it's one of those things that like pulls it back because again otherwise this film is a goddamn 10. like everything like everything else about it is like the the, the narrative the performances the cinematography action choreography but, and it would have been a 10, but and but then like that one element, and again, I also think that the ending, the very ending where it makes the whole thing like a prequel to the original series is very weak. Like, to me, it kind of sets up, it sets up the bigger disappointment of Spectre. So, yes, my, of the Craig era, my two favorite, two of my favorite Bond films are tied for my favorite films of the Craig era, which are Casino Royale and Skyfall. And that's kind of like, again, they're 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 brilliant films in their own ways, but they've got definite things holding them back. But they are films. I feel like I would I would own. I keep I keep running into them secondhand. Like I I keep, I see the like widescreen two disc collector's edition for um, Casino Royale. I, at this point, I, I mean I there. I would own both of them. I would own Casino Royale and I would own Skyfall. And I feel like they connect enough that you don't even need Quantum of Solace. Like. Nope. Yeah, you can you don't need watch. it
0: at all. Yeah.
1: You you can just watch those two and call it a day. And I see them all the time secondhand. So I mean, especially since like I, I keep I keep seeing the like pretty good looking like two disc collectors edition like widescreen release of Casino yeah. Royale. I don't know why I haven't picked that up yet, but be uh, secondhand. But like no, um yeah, no. So favorite of the Craig era and two of my favorite. Of the of 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 the twenty four Bond films I've seen, my five favorites are uh, *Living Daylights*, *License to Kill*, and then Tina um, Royale* and *Skyfall*. And Tina Royale* and around, *Skyfall* are my two favorites.
0: Right, and absolutely no Sean Connerys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you made me, I would say um,
0: you only lived twice. Only
1: lived but again yeah. that that one's got the one element that I'm like, oof, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that 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 yellow face thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, and with that we 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 close <laughs> our our James Bond retrospective special. Um so, you know, uh for those listening, uh, feel free to share your thoughts. On what were your favorite Bond teams, What were your favorite Bond actors? What were your favorite Bond movies or your least favorite Bond movies, you know? So yeah, feel free to, you know, let me know, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah that's pretty much about it so once again guys good morning good afternoon good evening good night whenever this is this was Matt and Cece Lilford. thanks for coming through thank you thank you. Tracy Hutchins again thanks for coming through
2: hey anytime
0: Ricardo Medina as always thanks for coming through yeah, of course of course and we are signing off for another episode of BBB Radio so to the next one take care stay safe in and out peace